It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headline's largest ever protest at Yarlswood, Cameron's EU warning to ministers and Kate Moss escorted off flight at Luton Airport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. The demonstration took place over the weekend outside the centre as three separate investigations into the treatment of detainees continues. Human rights campaigner Baroness Helena Kennedy QC was at the protest. I mean, the idea that we're locking them up as if they were criminals when they've been the victims of criminals is just too terrible. And, you know, I do this kind of work, uh, you know, internationally, and all I can tell you is that, you know, we aren't getting it right and we've got to find a better way of dealing with these issues. David Cameron has said he expects the Cabinet and the rest of his government to support any renegotiation deal he reaches with the European Union before the referendum. Speaking at the G7 summit in Germany, he warned anyone who didn't would have to resign. A Bedfordshire man with ME has been told he can't move into a bungalow or ground floor flat unless he downsizes. His illness means he can't use the stairs, but Matthew Hall from Sandy needs two bedrooms to continue to jointly care for his five-year-old son with his ex-partner. More from Simon Watts. Matthew was diagnosed with ME in January. He currently looks after his son for four days one week and three days the next, alternating with his ex-girlfriend to share 50% of the responsibility. But Central Bedfordshire Council have told him that he's not the primary carer unless he has his son for four nights every week. Because he's not getting child benefits under the bedroom tax rules, he's under-occupying his current home. Police have arrested a Lithuanian man who was being sought in connection with the discovery of a woman's torso in a suitcase. He was detained in Peterborough on suspicion of murder. Hertfordshire police have thanked members of the public for their efforts to help find Hertford man Brian Byrne, who had been missing since May the 7th. His body was discovered in dense undergrowth in the Lee Valley Park on Friday afternoon, within a mile of where he'd left his van. Officers had stopped motorists in the area that morning. The supermodel Kate Moss has been escorted off an easy jet plane at Luton Airport for reportedly being disruptive. Bedfordshire Police said no formal complaints were made and she'd not been arrested. Here's Helena Lee. Kate Moss was on an EasyJet flight from Bodrum in Turkey, which landed at Luton Airport. The police were called to help staff escort her off the plane. In a statement, Bedfordshire police said the passenger had been reported as being disruptive on the flight and that no formal complaints were made against her and she was not arrested. EasyJet said that it does not tolerate disruptive behaviour and will always report any incidents to the authorities. In sport, Lewis Hamilton returned to winning ways with victory in the Canadian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver finished ahead of Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg and extended his championship lead to 17 points. The weather cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon, but with the chance of a shower, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties in this modern world of ours where all is push and shove everybody's got to have something he can love some folk like to spend their lives on horses dogs and booze others pass their time away with monkeys lions and gnus but me I like birds, birds, birds. Oh, any kind of bird. Nothing seen on earth thrills me like a bird. I like birds, birds, birds. 
you can take my word There ain't nothing like a bird Bird, a bird There's a throttle-throated, plushy-coated, lushy little thrush Who twitters every evening by me door She whistles up near oh lots of lovey-dovey slush It makes me feel so I like a bird who rests me airy chest where she's built a nest in my old string vest I like birds, birds, birds you can take my word there ain't nothing like a bird, a bird, a bird I like birds, birds, birds I like birds I used to keep my style be a sensation with an all I've often fancied a poodle. Like Not like I fancy a bird. Like Hang on a second. <laughs> Football and cricket about it. I love birds. I've got a feeling he might not be singing about actual, you know. Um. So, yeah, well, that was the weekend. How was yours? Mine had its uh, ups, primarily its downs, but you know, you know. These things are sent to try us. Hey, who's got... Uh, who's got? Hang on, let me put that into English. <clears throat> who's got blisters on their feet? This guy! No, what's got... What's got two thumbs? This guy! I went for a walk yesterday for, like, um... Well, for, it turns out for two hours. I got lost. I got lost. It was wonderful. I mean, I'm not... I mean, I... I, I I mean, I wasn't panicking. I was a little bit. And then my phone battery died. It was awesome. What are you looking at? I've got some earwax that's just fallen out of my ear. Wowzers. I mean, uh, no, your mic's off. We don't need to know that. Don't put it in here. Or don't put it back in the ear. I've got no choice. There's, uh, there's every... Ch- Hang on a second. There's, I mean... Across beds, hearts and bucks. Jeez. is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I'm going to be touching all the equipment now. Right. Uh, what you're going to do is... Don't... Do you oh, want to play another song while I just go and, like, wash my hands and get rid of this? That is horrible. Have you got another quick track to play? I've got a long track. Get out. Yeah, I'm going to come back and just sort this out. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, Ben. This is... Uh, not acceptable, I know. Unbelievable. It doesn't just fall out of your ear. You can't imagine so many monkeys in the Daily Mail And all of them coming anonymously so they leave no trail Never thought I'd have an IRA from overseas But some of this enemy stationary filled with chimpanzees Some chimps in swimsuits Some chimps are swinging from a vine Some chimps in jack boots Some chimps that wish they could be my Starsky and Hutch chimps A chimp who's sitting on the can A pair of Dutch chimps Who send their love from Amsterdam Another bus Say 
Yeah, the monkey sender thinks it's great. He's sending me babies, she's sending me just to see me get irate. I'm losing sleep, and it's going to keep me up all night. I thought it was funny, but now I got money on a monkey fight. Some chips in hard hats, chips are working on my chain gang. Some chips who love cats, burning rubber in a Mustang. A birthday wishing chimp, a chimp in black like a goth, a going fishing chimp. A British chimp in the bar. Another I meant to talk about weeks ago. I say weeks ago. I think I mean last week. When I was at the Beach Boys concert last Saturday. By the way, the music today, I'm going to make you guys work hard. If I've got to work, you've got to work. Nothing easy about the music this morning. So at the Beach Boys concert, there was an old guy in the front row, right, dressed entirely in red. Crimson, he'd probably call it. It was like in his 60s or 70s. He looked like a lord, right? right? And he had red strides on. Beautiful. Um, like a pink shirt. Ooh. Red waistcoat. Oh. Red jacket. Beautiful. Red cravat. And like a, a hat. God, he'd gone to town. Well, he'd gone to town. He'd gone to town. And he obviously thought he looked smart. He wasn't, you know, he thought he looked smart. He was in the front row at the Beach Boys concert, and I was at the side, and I could see him. I have never seen anybody, until just now, you're the only two people I know, who've clapped but completely missed the beat. (laughs) I mean, he completely... We'll get onto the story in a second, don't we? He completely (laughs) missed the beat of every single song that he was was doing. And you just did the same thing. You just did exactly the same thing. It was... Right, so this is. Hang on a second. Right, this is this is uh, this is what I had at the Royal Albert. This is what I was watching at the Royal Albert Hall the other day. Right, so so this, right. they're playing this. Right, everyone's going nuts, Perfect. and the guy's going. <laughs> he's missing every. He's missing every single beat. And you were just doing that then. How is that even humanly possible? The heart, the heart is God's metronome. Now, you've got to be able to hear the music in your head. Yes. It's a skill. If you, uh, no, it's not easy to hear the beat in a song and clap it, at the same time. It's easy it's to hear the like beat. It's trying to do this. Like tap your head you and don't rub your stomach it's at the same time. It's easy to hear the beat in this. 
One, two, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. He's playing the beat on drums and a bass guitar. It's easy. Oh, yeah. If somebody says it with me, I can do it anyway. A former detainee at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire says it's a scary place to be held and there's too much locking up of people. Uh, Lydia Besong sought asylum in this country after being raped, tortured and imprisoned for speaking out against the Cameroonian government. She was among hundreds of people who attended the largest ever protest staged against Yarlswood on Saturday. Lockers, you were there. I was. Uh, what was it like? Well, it was noisy, as all good protests should be. I do like a noisy protest. Yep. There was a carnival-like atmosphere. The crowd was singing and chanting loudly for Yarlswood to be shut down and hundreds of people they gathered outside the entrance many of them carrying placards asylum seekers are not criminals every life is precious were some of the messages okay give us some of the key we know lots of people there give us some of the key figures that were there well the Bedford Conservative MP Richard Fuller was there he told protesters that no purpose is served by locking up vulnerable women indefinitely in Yarlswood however his party has no plans to shut down the centre the human rights campaigner and lawyer Baroness Kennedy was also there I put it to her that if Yarlswood was to close, what is the alternative? Well, if they're not in Yarlswood, they can be living in the community but be reporting to police stations or the police or the immigration authorities can have contact with them. But the idea that they're in here being guarded by men in uniforms when very often it was people in uniforms, you know, armed militias that actually violated them, that killed all their family, killed their children in front of them. You know, you really have to take account of their experience and to put them in a prison situation is to punish those who have already been punished. Uh, the protest brought back some painful memories, didn't it, for one former detainee? Yes, that's right, And The former detainee is Lydia Baysong, a playwright born in Cameroon. Now, she came to Britain seeking asylum, as you said, after being raped, tortured and imprisoned for speaking out against the Cameroonian government. Lydia was held at Yarlswood twice. It's an experience she'd rather forget. The memories are still very fresh. As you can see, the place itself is scaring. Inside, there's too much control, there's too much locking up. If you've been into a boarding school, it's like everything is on time. You don't go to another unit even to see a friend without having your ID with you. And some of us were unfortunate. The second time I was put on suicide watch, but because I was so depressed, I didn't have my medication and I felt annoyed. Everybody's so emotional, everybody's so stressful. Because maybe your flight is tomorrow or in the evening, you don't know. You just see people disappearing. You don't know, maybe they must have taken to the airport or a few of them released. I look forward to getting the usual run of phone calls from people saying, oh, who cares about these women? Well, you know, because they're generally escaping something pretty horrendous. Uh, are we, uh, any more protests at Yarlswood? I think there's going to be some more because Yarlswood is not going to be shut down anytime soon. The Home Office says that detention and removal are essential elements of the immigration system and certainly the protesters amplified calls in a massive way for Yarlswood to be shut down at some point. Lockers, excellent stuff. Speak Thank to you later you. on. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There was an accident on the M1 northbound. Two lorries that have now been removed between Junction 16 for Daventry and 17 for Coventry, so the lanes are all back open again and moving. In Bishopsdortford on the Bishopsdortford bypass, there's some temporary traffic lights for roadworks between the M11 Junction 8 for the Birchang services and Stansted Road. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 10 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction. That's because of street speed restrictions this morning. And there's an air 
airstrike at the Spanish air control. So that's affecting oh, flights to and from Spain from Luton oh, Airport. bums! Those <laughs> blooming so Spaniards! Lazy blooming Spaniards! No going to Spain Spaniards. today. No going to Spain. Well, I'm not... Do you know what, Sammy? I'm not going to go to Spain today. That'll learn them. Only from Luton, though. So hang on, I can, go, I can go to Spain from Heathrow. I'm confused. What? Well, is Spain? Yeah, is Spain? Good. Listen, Sammy. Listen, you've confused too many people too many times too often. Is Spain open or not? Spain air traffic controllers are striking. But I could get there by boat. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, I'll sneak in by boat. That'll earn them. Yeah, whatever. It's Monday, isn't it? Six sixteen. Uh, it's the eighth of June already. Who'd have thought it? These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. David Cameron has signalled he expects all members of the government to back him over any EU reform deal or resign. And the supermodel and woman, Kate Moss, has been escorted off an EasyJet plane at Luton Airport for reportedly being disruptive. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. So the thing is, how can anyone miss the beat so much? Honestly, first of all, why do... This guy was obviously quite wealthy, the guy dressed entirely in red, right? Why do rich people wear red or mustard? They wear mustard trousers or red trousers. His whole outfit was red. I was lucky enough to go backstage, and um, he, he, he was with some woman who was very posh, and she was obviously a friend of a friend of a friend of the Beach Boys because she was back there with him. He was dressed entirely in red. I'm just looking down. I'm like, well, I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of dressed entirely in blue, so maybe it's not such a ridiculous thing, although part of that blue is jeans. And then he's clapping, but he's not clapping... To talk, I mean, I've never seen anything. When I go, when I take my mum to concerts, I don't do it very often these days, um, partly because her clapping is awful. Now, she has an excuse. She's severely disabled, right? Um, uh, but her, I mean, before that, her, her hitting the beat was slightly off. But this guy was just like, he must have been listening to some crazy music in his head. I wanted to listen to that album. <laughs> Oh three four five no 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 that's the other place oh eight four five nine four double five five double five I'm just practicing for the change boss that's all. Blimey.
Ended suddenly. It ended, it ended suddenly. And, and you know what? That's fine. Hey, if you want to give us a call this morning, um, you can. No, man. <laughs> well, you can. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Hey, Kelly, it's great to have you back. <laughs> Good to be back. There you go. You see, <laughs> I d- I've got no idea who any of these people are. I'm surrounded. I don't know. Ben, who are you? Shaggy. Hello. You're looking a little less shaggy. Shagadelic, I think I can say, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm going for. OK. Yeah. OK, it works. Well, a man from Sandy, he said, moving swiftly on to a news story, who has Emmy, fears he'll be unable to live with his five-year-old son if he has to move. Matthew Hall struggles to use his stairs, but he's been told by the council he's not entitled to a two-bedroom bungalow or flat because he's not his child's primary carer. That's despite alternating childcare with his ex-girlfriend. Ben, you can tell us more. Uh, This must be gutting for Matthew. Yeah, you know, as far as he's concerned, he's currently living in a two-bedroom house, but through no fault of his own, uh, he's struggling to get up and down those stairs. And so he needs to find accommodation like a flat or a bungalow where he doesn't have those. The council, however, says that if he relocates, he would only now be entitled to a one-bed property. Now, his son is five years old. He and his partner have an amicable relationship. They've worked it out. They share all responsibilities. Responsibilities, And if you split it down 50-50 exactly, that's four days one week and three days the next. But he's been told that his current room is under-occupied because his son doesn't occupy it for four days every week. I see, the old day maths. That's that's it. Now, um, Matthew was only diagnosed with ME in January, and so in in his words, this has kind of flipped his world upside down. He wants to lead as normal life as possible, and that involves moving to, uh, you know, uh, another place. Now, if he's forced to live in a one-bedroom property, he says his son would have to either stay in his bedroom or sleep in the living room, which obviously wouldn't be practical. And although he understands there is a shortage of social housing, quite simply, he thinks he's being denied the right to a family life. He's approached his housing association also, and they've said, just get on the housing register, and unfortunately, that's all they can do for him. Uh, his local MP, is that Alistair Burt? It is, isn't it? The, the, he's, uh, he's supporting him. Uh, he is, yeah. So uh, he's contacted Al- Alistair Burt, who's got in, con- in, in contact with um, Central Bedfordshire Council. Um, and actually, his girlfriend, uh, or his ex-girlfriend rather, has also written a letter to explain that they do split custody 50-50. Uh, we've spoken to uh, the campaign group Disability UK. They say these are the cruel repercussions of the current bedroom tax, which they say doesn't respond to the realities of people's situations. They say it's common that people living with disabilities in impractical housing are forced to sleep on the sofa or in some instances on their stairs because they can't access their bedrooms and unable to move uh, home. And what have Central Bedfordshire Council got to say? I bet they've said nothing and they're not coming on. Uh, well, you'd be right. Uh, yeah, we've approached the council, go, had no guys. response. If we do get anything, we'll bring it in the course of the programme, but there we go. Guys, you're very, um, you're very, um, how can I say this? You, uh, you act it out. I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. You're, no, you're. It's not. It's not a criticism. It's not a compliment. It's an observation. Mm. You're very. Um, I, I'm going to say handy, but handy is the wrong word. 
you um, you articulate, you gesticulate with your hands. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, is I, it, don't don't apologise. It's you. Yeah. I don't know you. Or morning, Kelly. Good to have you back. <laughs> Good morning. Or her very well mm. in terms of a working relationship. Hey, you used to be our work experience, didn't you? Yeah, for about three years. Wow. Um, I, I remember her name in a bit. Uh, so it's I'm I'm getting your quirks. Yes. Yeah. And one of your Paulines is that you use your your hands a lot. I do, and that's great. Is it? I, I think sometimes it's a bit off-putting, and I think. Are you doing another two-way later on in the show? No, but we can. I can write one. C- write a two-way. Yeah. Write a two-way that involves a lot of description, and we're going to try okay. something a bit later on. Okay. Let's do it. While we're waiting for that, you don't like the Beatles, do you? Not not really. Get out. Sorry. Five, five, double, five. Don't do drugs, kids. Or you end up making music like that. And we don't need any more music like that. All right? I love Big Bong. I beg your pardon? 
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting to get busier on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And in Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way, it's slow from the A41 Apex Corner towards the Broadway and Mill Hill Circus. In Milton Keynes on Standing Way, there's still roadworks going on at the Kingston Roundabout, which could cause some delays. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 10-minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction, and that's because of speed restrictions. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. We'll have a look in the papers in a bit. Before that, though, let's get the news with Simon Oxley. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. The headlines calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protests to be staged there. The demonstration took place over the weekend outside the centre as three separate investigations into the treatment of detainees continues. David Cameron has signalled he expects all members of the government to back him over any EU reform deal or resign. And the supermodel Kate Moss has been escorted off an EasyJet plane at Luton Airport for reportedly being disruptive. Bedfordshire police said no formal complaints were made and she had not been arrested. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton returned to winning ways with victory in the Canadian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver finished ahead of Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg and extended his championship lead to 17 points. The support is incredible. Lots of British flags. You know, the team did an amazing job, so I'm really, I'm really just proud to be up here. And, and uh, as I said, this is my first Grand Prix win was here back in 2007, so to be back up here is, uh, feels really historic for me. England's footballers drew 0-0 against the Republic of Ireland in yesterday's friendly in Dublin. Here's manager Roy Hodgson. I think we're concerned about lack of goals full stop. We think we've got a lot of players on the field, not only the ones you would definitely designate as attackers, but the ones who are behind them. We think they are also players who are attacking-minded and can score goals. We'll keep working at it, and I'm sure they will, and let's hope in a year's time they'll have found their shooting boots. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford won the long jump at the Diamond League Athletics in Birmingham with a season-best leap of 8.35 metres. But fellow Olympic champion Mo Farah withdrew from the meeting, saying he was emotionally and physically drained by the allegations his coach Alberto Salazar has been involved in doping. Paula Radcliffe felt he should have been there. Everybody understands that he's emotionally and physically drained. He has to be after everything he's gone through. So he wouldn't have run at his best. But he could have run or he could have even just come and just watched and just walked around and just been here to um, to yeah to, to show to the, the fans here the people who came to watch him yes I'm here Stan Wawrinka won the French Open tennis beating world number one Novak Djokovic in four sets and Sir Bradley Wiggins has smashed the world record for the distance covered by a cyclist in one hour a sellout crowd packed into the Olympic velodrome to watch him cover more than 54 and a half kilometres beating the previous record set only last month by over a kilometre BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at 7 Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wiggins breaking the world record for um, uh, doing something on a bike with sideburns. I mean, really. Two, Two things. No, hang on. Well, definitely one thing, and there may be a second. Let's see where we get. It's a little bit unsporting, isn't it, to um, to go and smash someone's record like a month after they made the record. It's a, bit, it's a little bit cold, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I've got the world record. Yeah, I, th- I think Bradley Wiggins is going to have a go at that. When? 
Four weeks. Oh, nuts. Give the bloke a little bit of a... You know, give him a bit of leeway. And so he just... The thing I don't understand about velodromes is what's their point? It's just like a curved... It's like a wall of death, but without the hint of death. Is that right? And he just goes around it really, really fast. And people paid to go and watch that? People paid to watch a mod riding a bike. I mean, flip it, just go to Brighton. Oh, here he is, look. What does this even... This doesn't even make sense, this headline. Clock and roll, Brad. Oh, yeah, that's like rock and roll. He's a mod, got it. Sir Bradley Wiggins made history again yesterday by smashing the hour distance record. Flippin' heck. And then like and... Oh, this guy's an absolute muppet. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. You know I'm not wrong. And then likened it to giving birth. Is that tattoos he's got all along his arm? Oh, I just go off him more and more and more. He's got he's got a sleeve. What they call what common people call a sleeve, a tattoo sleeve. Wearing a gold helmet and gold footwear, the Olympic hero completed 54.526 kilometers. That's just under 34 miles, guys. In 60 minutes to beat the record set by Brit Alex Dowsett that he'd set in Manchester last month. Uh, uh, Wigo said, I'm just glad it's over. How does he talk? He talks like, hey, it's a geezer, isn't it? Is it a geezer? Wigo said, I'm glad it's over. It's the closest I'll come to know what it's like to having a baby. No, it's not. I was not very well this weekend. I think I know more what it's like to have a baby than you do. Seriously, two hours I was there. Anyway. This, uh, record, this record adds to his four Olympic golds and the Tour de France, which you don't bang on about all the flipping time. Uh, but the 30... Oh, here we go. Look, the 35-year-old did not reach his... He's only six years younger than me. Seven years tomorrow. He's only six years younger than me. That, that implies there's hope for me. Not after my walk yesterday. A two-hour walk I went for, I got compl- I was completely lost. And it was wonderful. It was deliciously exciting. And my phone died. And I, I, was, I mean, I wasn't completely lost. I knew if I retraced my steps, then I'd get back to where I'd, I'd um, originally started. But I thought, no, I'm not going to go back. It's the coward's way. I ended up walking through uh, Cornfield. And then I came out on the main road, and I just looked around and went, I've not got a flipping idea where I am, guys. Anyone? And then about an hour later, I worked out where I was and I became very disappointed. The 35-year-old did not reach his 55 kilometres target, claiming the air pressure at the Lee Valley Velo Park in East London was higher than he'd hoped. What did I achieve once at the Lee Valley Park? Guys, let's ask Kelly. Kelly, what did I achieve at the Lee Valley Park once? Um, you had a very nice muffin. <laughs> well... It- Funny you should say that when you hear the answer. Shaggy, what did you what did you think I got up to at Lee Valley Park once? I'll give you a clue. Okay. This will put it into historical context. It would have been who's buzzing? It's your it's your microphone's buzzing, I'm oh. afraid. Your your microphone's buzzing, Kelly. Go unplug it and plug it and give it a good old wallop. It was t- 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 26, 27 years ago I did this at Lee Valley Park, something very special. Um uh you we finish the, at nine o'clock this you, morning. You had the pasty for the first time. No, no, no. It, uh, Kelly was closer with the muffin. That's better. Oh, okay. No, it's not. That's no. still buzzing oh. outrageously. I saw Gary Glitter in concert. Really? Yes, I did. I was a big fan of the leader. Yeah. Didn't, I didn't in any way know what he was up to, and right. I certainly do not condone his crimes. Mm. Um, but it has to be said, he wrote some great songs. Yep. 
And then to um, uh, uh, compound the achievement of Sir Bradley Wiggins, Sir Bradley Wiggins, they... Oh, my God! There's... Right, so there's a cause in the paper to knight one of Britain's um, least talented men. I'll get to that later on. Do you know who they knighted last week? Uh, No, no, I didn't see anything about this. Prince Harry! What? Prince Harry got a knighthood. Sir Prince Harry. You know Prince Harry? Yeah. Right, who's still buzzing. The Queen's grandson. He got a knighthood. I think this is right. He got a knighthood. That's just being greedy, isn't it? He's a prince. How can you be Sir Prince unless you're Prince? And he can't because he's an American. Yeah. That's outrageous. What do you, what do you want for your birthday, Harry? Uh, well, Nan, um, there's no chance of uh, making me a knight of the realm, is there? But you're a prince, and you've got an MBE. Yeah, but a knighthood would be awesome. Don't Google it in case it's not true. OK, uh, don't worry, I have it. It is, so it's all right. There we go. Is it true? <laughs> yeah. It is true! Because <laughs> uh, part of me did think, uh, did I actually dream that? Because it's so ridiculous. It's so fantastical. It's so nonsensical. It actually happened. She. G- They're not privileged, are they? <laughs> Have a guess. I tell you what. This is what we'll do. I'll tell you after this song. Have a guess which uh, which um, uh, uh, untalented celebrity uh, one newspaper is calling to be made a knight, and it looks like it might happen. You, uh, oh. 08459 four double five five double five.
touches. Chinsling. God is a he, not a she. I'm not gay. Dad pop. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, I mean, it came from my, my brain. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Yeah. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lenny Henry! Sir Lenny Flippin' Henry! Oh, God, shoot me now! First of all, he's lost too much weight. I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's doing it for health reasons, but, but skinny Lenny Henry looks like ill Lenny Henry. Bring us back our fat Henry. Oh, that sounds rude, doesn't it? And also, let's, with the greatest of respect to the gentleman, which means no respect whatsoever, what's he done that's any good? Chef? I don't think so. The Delbert Wilkins radio show? That was all right, actually. But what else has he done? Um, he did, um, oh, um, Godunga, my friend. He did that. Godunga, my friend. He did, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he did that, didn't he? Yeah, but he did Shakespeare. I think that's what's kind of... He did over. Shakespeare? Yeah. Shakespeare's boring! <laughs> Shakespeare's boring, Mum! Yeah, but that's why he's getting knighted. You've got to do boring stuff like that to get knighted. Kelly, nice to have you back. Hello, is it still work? Still buzzing. <laughs> he did Shakespeare! Shakespeare's boring! Anyone could do Shakespeare? Did he do Shakespeare well? Uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Did you see it? No. So that you don't know. <laughs> Some, uh, he did Shakespeare and he did charity and he did Premier in. Yeah. That's it. Sir Bloomin Lenny Bloomin Henry hanging out with Sir Prince Harry hanging out with Sir Flippin Andrew Lloyd Webber. And Bradley Wiggins as well. And Sir Bradley Wiggins! <laughs> so it turns out all you've got to do to get a knighthood is either um, be a mod cyclist, um, be a prince, or do Shakespeare! It's so boring! Here we go. Sa- Sammy? Yes? I'm going to prove to you... Sh- sh- listen, I'm going to prove to you how boring Shakespeare is. Sammy? Shakespeare's not boring. Thank you very much indeed. Point proven. Point proven. News for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's really busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford. It's also busy in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road at the M25, Junction 21A roundabout. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 10-minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction. That's because of speed restrictions this morning. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, boss. 
6.45. It is uh, Monday, the 8th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. David Cameron has signalled he expects all members of the government to back him over any EU reform deal or resign. And the supermodel Kate Moss has been escorted off an EasyJet plane at Luton Airport for being naughty. Let's get the weather. Here's Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Good morning. What a chilly start some of us are having. Temperatures were down as low as uh, five degrees, I think, in some spots across the uh, three counties last night. We're still at six and seven Celsius, but plenty of June sunshine. That June sunshine will boost the temperatures really quite quickly. You'll gain a couple or three degrees in an hour, actually, in the next couple of hours. So we'll be up in the mid to high teens uh, by about lunchtime, 16, 17, possibly 18 Celsius, something of that order. A lot of dry weather for today, but not a complete dry day. We do have some showers to drift towards us in the second half of the afternoon. They're coming in from the north, pushed by the northeasterly winds, but there'll still be some sunshine mixed in with those showers. They tend to uh, die away as we go through this evening quite quickly. Then overnight, pretty chilly night once more, and then a chilly start tomorrow, but lots of sunshine. But tomorrow, it will feel really quite cool. We've got a northeasterly wind. Temperatures are really going to struggle with that northeasterly wind. Just 14 degrees, although do watch out, the sun will still be strong in the good sunny spells mixed in and uh, Wednesday temperatures start to recover again back up in the mid to high teens Thursday very similar 19 20 celsius but with that the risk of some rain later in the day new to bbc one 10 couples competing in a game show like no other just a different league of challenge and pain and whoever wins takes home a life-changing prize. I want to win this. Oh, that's not fair for a granny, is it? The only thing is, one of them is in the UK. The other is over a thousand miles away. Keep going. Yeah, let's do this. That's it, that's it, that's it. Can they overcome six weeks of hair-raising challenges? Oh, I can't do it. And will their partner back home keep them in the competition? Are you feeling pressure? Just a tad. They're prized apart. But in it together. Prized apart begins this Saturday night from 7 on BBC One and BBC One HD.
flipping Henry. I mean, I can't think of anything worse. Oh, yes, I can. Sir Prince Bloomin' Harry. Unbelievable. Yeah, but that's because uh, uh, maybe he wasn't allowed to be on like the round table unless he was a knight or something like that. Or, what are you know. talking about, man? Yeah, but if he's if he's only a prince, maybe he needs it what through ra- a door or something. What round table? Don't, don't all the knights sit at the round no, table? No, mate. Oh. That was a fairy story oh. based on some uh, element of historical fact. There was actually a round table. Kelly, you're still buzzing. I'm still buzzing. There we go. Well, it's been, it's been great having you here. <laughs> I. I uh, as your microphone's not working, maybe you can make the guys a cup of coffee. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, what do you want? Coffee, tea? <laughs> yes, please. Coffee, please. Have sugar. No sugar. Thank you very much. We've got milk upstairs. Hands off our milk, you thieving so-and-sos up there. Oh, man. There's so- I've not even started the papers. There's so much in the papers. I should probably have a... a, a, a um, um. Oh, now, listen. This is... This is an unpleasant story, so I'm going to read it. OK. Good morning. Well, <laughs> well, next to the unpleasant story is, like, a, another unpleasant story. I mean, genetically and physically it's pleasing, but um, morally and ethically it's completely... It, is it... But Jack, sorry, can you remind me, what year is this? Uh, it's 2015. It is 2015, not 1976. No, no. Because the sun, I've got a two-page spread. Get your sexy swimwear on and send us a snap. <laughs> It's Bikini Week in the sun! Bikini Week. That's funny, our Bikini Week is next week. You don't need the perfect body to look good in a bikini, just a big smile. Who's saying that? It's Miss Great Britain, Shelby Tribble, who's got a great body and looks good in a bikini! Well, I was just looking at her smile. You can see that from there, can you? (laughs) So what it is, is they've taken Miss Great Britain for Bikini Week. Around London in a bikini. There she is by Tower Bridge. There she is by Big Ben. Whoa, Big Ben. There she is by St Paul's, which is a place of worship, isn't yeah, it? I'm right. not sure that's appropriate. And there she is by the London Eye. Oh, make your own jokes up there. Um, to celebrate what is short. Oh, look, it's written by a woman. Emily Fairbairn. Emily Fairbairn, you're better than that. You're better than this. You're betraying your kind. You're betraying all kinds. You right, Lockers? Oh, no. What's wrong, mate? We're doing a radio show. What's that? We're doing a radio show, mate. I've been out onto the streets. There's some sympathy for the earwax falling out of my ears. What? So? Do you want that? Have you recorded it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a listen. What is going on? Thank you, Matt. That's that's in. Do you know what? Actually, we're, we're laughing at him mainly because he's a plum. But a lot of young people could learn from Matt. That's initiative. That's initiative, and that's lacking. Well done, Matt. Well done, Matt. Well, mate. He's gone. He's, gone. he's absolutely gone. To celebrate what is sure to be a sizzling summer, today the sun is launching Bikini Week. Oh, I feel so excluded. But no, it says you can join in. We're paying tribute to the humble two-piece. And we want everyone to get in the mood. I'm looking forward to Wednesday's pranksters when it's some blokes in bikinis, cos that's going to happen. Miss GB Shelby Tribble. The trouble with Tribbles. Get the reference, Ben? I do. Star Trek. Thank you. 
Miss GB, Shelby Tribble, is leading the charge to get you in your swimsuits and donned her favourite in front of other national assets. We also have a competition to find Britain's best bikini girl. Shelby, who's got a perfect body, says, you do not need a perfect body to brave the beach or anywhere else in your cosy, saying it's all down to attitude. If you've got it, flaunt it. Well, hang on, that's a contradiction! Shelby says you do not need a perfect body, saying, if you've got it, flaunt it. No. The 22-year-old is proud to be backing our search for the best bikinied reader. She says, I would wear a bikini every day if I could. It's a shame it's not always warm enough or acceptable to wear one to go to the shops. I'm just back from a holiday in Dubai and I literally lived in my bikini for a week. I bet it stinks. You lived in your bikini in Dubai for a week, you mucky pup. She says, people think you have to have a perfect figure to look good in a bikini, but I think that's simply not true. As long as you style it with a smile, everyone looks fab in a bikini. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie, guys. Hardly anyone looks good in a bikini. Whatever shape or size you are, whatever age, there's only one rule when it comes to bikini dressing. If you've got it, flaunt it. It's all about looking and feeling confident. Oh, flippin' heck. Shelby, one of our judges, sizzles in a bikini, but says there's no secret to looking good, explaining, I go to the gym and try to eat healthily, but that doesn't mean I don't allow myself an ice cream. It's about finding a healthy balance. I also love chomping on a big sausage. I may have made some of that quote up. And then there's pictures of some women in bikinis. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't the story I was um, I was going to. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. By the way, oh eight one triple three. Start your text three. See, I get boot boot up the text machine, shags. <clears throat> well, there are uh, mm, there are two stories here. Both of these are horrible. Miss Demeanor. Parents want a female biology teacher who took a dozen 11 to 14-year-olds to a sex shop to be sacked. I would probably sack that teacher. I think I think that's a good a good call to sack that A sex shop? I once... Um, I've been in a sex shop. I don't mind admitting it. Uh, and what what's that, Mummy? It's a shop where they sell... Um, um, well, how would I explain that to my kids? Uh, it's a shop where they sell books and films. There we go. And I walked out... I've only done it a few times. And I walked out... This was years ago... And you kind of, you walk out, was I, was I on the telly then? I don't think I was on the telly. I don't think I was on the telly. And I walked out, and um, you kind of want to keep your head down. You'll know this, Shags. You, want to, you yeah. don't want anyone to see you coming out. You never yeah. guess who saw me coming out. Who? Zoe Wanamaker, of all people. <laughs> now, I don't know Zoe Wanamaker. Yeah. I was so ashamed to be spotted by Zoe Wanamaker as I came out of an adult store. Yeah. Another time, I did go to an adult store, and I had been on the telly. Yeah. And I was very drunk. And the gentleman in the shop said, um, I know you. No, you don't. I know you. No, you don't. You're off the telly, ain't you? No. I said, you know, thinking, gosh, my, yeah. my fledgling career is going to end in ruin. He said, yeah, yeah. You're that Chris Evans bloke, aren't you? I went, yes, I am. <laughs> and I'll buy a stack of these, please. That wasn't the story. Mike Palinak, 19. This is a horrible story, right? Okay was nicked for punching his mum after she kept making only noodles for his tea. Now, listen, I don't condone any violence against mums at all. 
but noodles every day? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M1 southbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And it's also slow on the A1M southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 16 for the M40 to 14 for Heathrow. And in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, it's very busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 10-minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction. And that's because of speed restrictions. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. So where have we, uh, what have we learnt in that last hour? Not a lot, really. I mean, Matt Lockwood's got too much earwax. I'm glad that, in many ways, I'm glad that Catherine isn't here because I've dissed Shakespeare and she totally has got the hots for that rubbish. People think it's good because they don't understand it. Because it's old and they don't understand it. It's like Chaucer. Oh, Chaucer's brilliant. No, Chaucer's not. Chaucer's awful. Chaucer and Shakespeare sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headline's largest ever protest at Yarlswood. Cameron's EU warning to ministers and Kate Moss escorted off EasyJet plane at Luton Airport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. A joint demonstration took place over the weekend outside the centre as three separate investigations into the treatment of detainees continue. Linda Baysong was detained twice at Yarlswood. Inside there's too much control, there's too much locking up. It's like everything is on time. You don't go to another unit even to see a friend without having your ID with you. And some of us were unfortunate the second time I was put on suicide watch. But because I was so depressed... David Cameron has said he expects the Cabinet and the rest of his government to support any renegotiation deal he reaches with the European Union before a referendum. Speaking at the G7 summit in Germany, he warned anyone who didn't would have to resign. A Bedfordshire man with ME has been told he can't move into a bungalow or ground floor flat unless he downsizes. His illness means he can't use stairs, but Matthew Hall from Sandy needs two bedrooms to continue to jointly care for his five-year-old son with his ex-partner. More from Simon Watts. Matthew was diagnosed with ME in January. He currently looks after his son for four days one week and three days the next, alternating with his ex-girlfriend to share 50% of the responsibility. But Central Bedfordshire Council have told him that he's not the primary carer unless he has his son for four nights every week. Because he's not getting child benefits under the bedroom tax rules, he's under-occupying his current home. Police have arrested a Lithuanian man who was being sought in connection with the discovery of a woman's torso in a suitcase. He was detained in Peterborough on suspicion of murder. Hertfordshire police have thanked members of the public for their efforts to help find Hartford man Brian Byrne, who had been missing since May the 7th. His body was discovered in dense undergrowth in the Lee Valley Park on Friday afternoon, within a mile of where he'd left his van. Officers had stopped motorists in the area that morning. 
The supermodel Kate Moss has been escorted off an EasyJet plane at Luton Airport for reportedly being disruptive. Bedfordshire Police said no formal complaints were made and she had not been arrested. Here's Helena Lee. Kate Moss was on an EasyJet flight from Bodrum in Turkey, which landed at Luton Airport. The police were called to help staff escort her off the plane. In a statement, Bedfordshire Police said the passenger had been reported as being disruptive on the flight and that no formal complaints were made against her and she was not arrested. EasyJet said that it does not tolerate disruptive behaviour and will always report any incidents to the authorities. In sports, Stevenage driver Lewis Hamilton returned to winning ways with victory in the Canadian Grand Prix and Watford are to add an extra 700 seats at their Vicarage Road ground ahead of the new Premier League season. The weather cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon but with a chance of a shower, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties that was my missus not simon that would be weird although in a certain light morning guys ian lee bbc three counties radio i think i've got a sunburnt neck of all things i was out playing the mini golf wasn't it i was playing it playing it the mini golf then we hired a little boat for half an hour, went up and down the river. Beautiful. I say a boat, I mean, <laughs> it was a little putt-putt. You know putt-putt? It was one of those. It went quite fast. Particularly when there's a three-year-old steering it. Then boy, oh boy. <laughs> boy, oh boy, it goes fast. Lots on the show. Well, it's been very cultural in as much as we have dissed Shakespeare this morning. I know, shock horror. We're only like, what, when was Shakespeare? Like 63 BC? I don't even know. That's how uneducated I am. Of course I do, I'm teasing you. It was like the early 1900s, wasn't it? I'm joking! I'm not really joking that much, though. You know the rules, though, guys. You can give us a call about anything. I throw this stuff out, and if you want to chat... I mean, can anybody, can anybody defend? I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's send lockers out to ask, does anybody really think that we should have a Sir Lenny Henry? I mean, a Sir Lenny Henry? Really? Lockers, take it to the streets if you don't mind. He's been working like a dog, that boy. He'll get his reward in heaven. Across beds, hearts Not in his bank account. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. He'll get his reward in heaven. Not in his bank account where it counts. Now, a former detainee at the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire says it's a scary place to be held and there's too much locking up of people. Yarlswood, man, it keeps popping up. We keep going back to it. There's always something going on. Well, Lydia Bissong was uh, sought asylum in this country after being raped, tortured and imprisoned for speaking out against the Cameroonian government. She was among hundreds of people who attended the largest ever protest staged against Yarlswood on Saturday. Emma Norton is from Liberty. Liberty were part of the demonstration. Morning, Emma. Hello. Uh, why were Liberty there? Um, because we wanted to draw attention to the um, situation affecting women in immigration detention, which is pretty horrendous. Um, uh, you, you mentioned one individual and you, ref- you referred to it being scary, being locked up, but actually the reality is um, the vast majority of women there 
state that they have been the victims of serious rape, sorry, rape and serious sexual assault and are extremely vulnerable, have committed no crime and no. would be better looked after. The, 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 sorry, just to clarify, I mean, you're saying that the, the, that's the reason they fled to this country is yes. because they've been the victim of, of, yes, of assault, in, yes. In, in many circumstances, yeah. yes, because if you're a woman and you're um, politically active and you're going to be persecuted, one of the, 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 the most likely things that is to happen to you if somebody's going to abuse you is that you're going to be the victim of rape or sexual assault, so yes. And an, sorry, just to finish that, a number of other women who may not state that that's the reason that they were persecuted through rape have in fact suffered rape or domestic violence. And of course, y- Yaza pops up on this show uh, with, with alarming regularity because it's, it's uh, let, how do we put this politely, it's got a very troubled history, hasn't it? It does, and part of the problem is it's run by um, a private security firm called Serco. Um, these are enormous private security firms like G4S, you've probably heard of, um, that, that do a lot of the government, the Home Office's work for, for them. And there are enormous problems with the way they, they run these contracts. Um, you, you may, you, some of your listeners may have seen the Channel 4 reports a couple of months ago. They went undercover into Yarlswood and recorded Serco staff using words like animals and beasts and saying that the women should be beaten up and just treating them with compassion contempt. So, and, and this, this, you see this across the immigration detention estate, I'm afraid. It's not, not, um, uh, and if I've got this right, and my production team will correct me very sharply if I, if I haven't, there is, a, a, I believe, a death is being investigated at Yarlswood as well, and there have been um, reports not yet verified of inappropriate sexual activity coming from the guards. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, this has been a long-standing concern that women claim that they have been subjected to pressure uh, to perform what the guards would say were sexual favours in exchange for what they believe to be help with their complaints, help with their immigration cases, things, of course, the guards are in absolutely no position to offer. Um, and women, really vulnerable women, are being put under pressure to, to, to do that kind of thing. And it's, um, there, there have been a number of complaints and investigations which never seem to get anywhere. Emma, I, I, because we talk about Yarswood so often on the show, uh, I know that uh, we will get calls or texts from people saying, well... These women should be grateful. Why should we be looking after them? What would you say to those people, Emma? Well, I mean, those are people that may just have a problem with anyone coming to this country at all, so I'm not sure we can get into that today. But I think there's a lot of evidence to show that women in particular can be very, very well managed in the community. So as long as you have a system of regular reporting and monitoring in the community, that is a much, much better way to deal with people who are coming here and claiming asylum. And it's much, much cheaper as well. So I think that's a really important thing. I suppose there's always the worry, isn't there, though, that if people are are being, you know, just playing devil's advocate for a second, if people are being tr- looked after in the communities opposed to in a place where they are, you know, contained, there's always a chance that some of them might just disappear. Yeah, yeah, there is, and that's why you have to have a very regular system of reporting. And um, I think most people would accept that as long as you have a system of immigration control, sadly, it will always be inevitable that at some point some people will need to be taken into detention, if only to ensure that they are removed. So most people aren't saying that that should never be possible. Mm. Um, but what we do see at the moment is a presumption in favour, effectively, the Home Office will say they don't, but effectively a presumption in many cases in favour of detention, and that is resulting in very, very vulnerable women being treated horrifically. In this protest, it, it, it's not going to have any effect on the government, is it? Well, who knows? I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, I, I, well, this is the first time this has happened. Yeah. Um, and, and there were a lot of people there. And there were people there from a very broad range. I mean, Helena Kennedy QC, QC was there. Our director was there, as well as local activists and the organisation Women for Refugee Women that have done a huge amount of work in this field. So, And these people really know what they're talking about. So if Theresa May is serious about engaging with people like this, then they do need to sit down and, and speak to people like the organisation Women for Refugee Women, organisations like Liberty...
and lawyers who work with people inside immigration detention because those are the ones who are really hearing the stories and seeing the evidence. Emma, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Emma Norton from Liberty. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555. So, Sir Bradley Wiggs. Sir Bradley Wiggs. Name me. Okay, here's a game. Here's a game, dear listener. You can all play at home. The prize is a million pounds. It's not. Name me one sir that deserves to be a sir. I can't think of one sir that actually is, like, so special and so, um... I want to say cuddly. Cuddly's not the word. Uh, now, now none of them are working. Now none of them are working. Try, try speaking, guys. Hello. Right, which one are you on? This right. one. Hello. You're on the noisy one. Well, well done, Kels. You've, you've, you've put everyone on the noisy one. Great work there. Let's, um, I tell you what, you fix Shag's mic and then you go home. <laughs> he said, yes, please. Back to bed. Yes, please. Now, this is for you then, dear listener. Um, name one sir that deserves to be a, to have a sirhood. 08459 455 555. Yeah, well, there, there, is, there isn't one that deserves it. Sir Mick Jagger. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Elton John. Sir Elton... <laughs> Sir Elton John is in the papers today. Do you know what he's in the... Do you know what Sir Elton John is in the papers for today? Uh, uh singing? Doing, doing some singing? No. Oh, where, no. where is he? He's on page six of the sum. No, he's Sir Elton John is in the papers for bullying a woman who's probably on minimum wage in front of 20,000 people. He's unplugged you again. He's he's in the papers. Oh, at least there's somewhere to park my bike. Thanks. He's in the papers. Yes. Hello. For bullying a woman, Sir Elton John. Yeah, but didn't he didn't he say sorry? I think I saw that. Sir Elton John serenades a female steward last night to say sorry for allegedly calling her a Hitler and leaving her in tears. Yeah, but think of it, she wouldn't have got serenaded if he hadn't done that. Oh, that makes it even worse! <laughs> he can't sing now, he can't sing now. The tantrum-prone star, 68, one more year to go. <laughs> Stopped singing and launched into a furious rant. Oh, someone must have filmed this, please. Someone, you've got the audio of this. That oh, was in Gloucester. They won't have mobile technology there. Uh, stopped singing and launched into a furious rant when security told fans at a gig not to put their hands in the air. Fan Anna King. Fan Anna King. Fanana King. <laughs> said, I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it does. Fanana King. The steward ran off crying. She was devastated. Minutes later, Elton apologised. He then called her up on stage in Gloucester. Fan Anna King said he kissed her and dedicated Yellow Brick Road to her, then started singing. Oh. No, not oh. He, he's Sir Elton John. He should be setting us all an example. He bullied... Right, he probably, that night, earned a million pounds. She probably earned 
56 quid. Yeah, but he said sorry, and that's the important thing. He realised the error of his ways. Yeah, well, in that case, he should apologise to all of us for Made in England. What was that all about? And sacrifice. 08459 455 555. You can text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. I am struggling to think of one sir, one knight of the realm, what deserves that title. I can't think of one. Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, no. He wrote Cats, which is rubbish. 08459 555 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there are delays anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 14 for Heathrow. It's also busy on the A1M southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage and a bit further afield on the M11 southbound that's been partially blocked by an accident between Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford and 7 for Harlow. In Chestnut on the A10, that's busy on the speed sensors southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. And Virgin Trains West Coast is still reporting 10-minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction and that's because of speed restrictions. Samantha Burroughs, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.15. Monday, the 8th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. David Cameron has said that he expects his Cabinet to support his efforts to renegotiate the UK's membership of the European Union or resign. And the supermodel Kate Moss has been escorted off an easy jet plane at Luton Airport for reportedly being disrupted. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. Uh, I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I tell you what, I've got, Ben. Yeah. Got beef. You got beef? Nope, not working. Nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Let's just go back to the original setup, if we can, please, because uh, uh, ben, Ben's all buzzy now, so let's go back to the original setup. I've got beef with my legs. I've got really bad... Um, well, it, it feels like growing pains. I'm... F- don't worry. OK, well, you keep trying. Fix Ben's mic. Give the guest a couple of minutes, guys, and then we'll try the guest again. Don't worry, if not, then we'll play, um, we'll play Matt's earwax. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. The saving grace is going to be a vox that Matt Lockwood has done about earwax. Guys, I won awards! I used to work with Ricky Gervais. I got growing pains in my right leg. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a medicine. I've just I've just started some new medicine, okay? And I think it's yeah. one of the side effects is my right leg feels like you know when you're like 13, 14, 15 and you're growing. Yeah. And you're just your legs ache, man. They ache. I've got that. This is why I went for a long walk yesterday to try and walk it off. Not my leg. That'd be crazy. Didn't work. 
I couldn't stop walking, and now my right leg is just... Oh, gosh. Or maybe I am... So, so hang on, your, your legs hurt, so you went walking to try and stop them hurting? Yeah. Hmm, when you put it like that, it sounds really, really dumb. Well, uh, talking about growing pain, should we ask work experience Kelly? Oh, no, actually, let's not. No. What's he doing? Don't, I wouldn't worry about that, Mike. I would just spend a couple of minutes trying to get hold of the next guest, <laughs> if we can. Let's, let's, let's do that. It's potassium, they say. It's a potassium shortage. You need, eat, need to eat bananas. I don't like bananas. I don't like bananas. They're ho bananas are only good for 20 seconds. Before that, too hard. After that, too soft. Bananas. 08459 455 555. Right, Ollie, you try the guest. Have we got any texts, please, Ben? Have we got any texts, Ben? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, uh, yeah, I think this one might be onto something. OK. Uh, no, no name on it, but only Sir is David Attenborough. All the other ones can get lost. No, no, not even him. I've been in a room with him. Yeah? Don't worry about the show, Ollie. You get, call the guest. Keep, just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Um, I've been in a room with him. He is the grumpiest man in the world. And let's be honest, b, -b boring Look at the baboon here making love to another baboon. Yeah, but Pervert. Leave it to leave it. Would you like that? Look at David Attenborough having it away with Mrs. Attenborough. <laughs> Would you like that, David? I don't think so. Uh, we, we, another text from Maff in Hanslope saying, um, Lenny Henry did Tiswas. Surely that's enough. No. no. I wasn't allowed to watch Tiswas. No? Well, because um, my family are quite middle class and they work for the BBC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so I had to watch Swap Shop. Oh, uh, right, OK. So uh, that was them that. a little bit before oh, my time. Live and kicking was mine. Sorry. out loud. I really... I'm, I'm working with kids here. <laughs> keep trying that guest. Because of the, the, his condition, he may take a little while to get to the phone. So just keep ringing through to that guest if you can. And um, uh, let's see. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to take part. Dave's on the line. Morning, Dave. Morning, sir. Morning, but Ah, sir, what have you got? Right, it's got to be surround fines, mate. What for? Uh, well, just the man is just a legend. I mean, you know, the, the amount of, like, you know, discoveries he's done, the amount of trekking and expeditions, and the man's lost fingers and toes, you know, he's just... Hang on a minute, you can't... <laughs> you can't become a sir just because you've lost fingers and toes. That implies that everybody who's clumsy should be knighted. Uh, yeah, but then, let's be honest, I mean, he, he, he did have a, a, a quite a, a, a sizeable input into training the Spanish Air Service with regards to external temperatures and so on. I'll tell you what, Dave, um, do you know what? Serrano Sir, finds... Uh, 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 I'm close to saying yes, because he's like proper old school. If you can tell me one thing he actually discovered... Uh, I lose your toes. Sorry? Uh, well, there you go, D Dave. I, mm, Dave, thank you. I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of tempted to say yes because he's an old school, um, like proper old school kind of dude. But I'm going to say no. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You're more than welcome to. Um, can we find any sirs that warrant that title? I don't, I just don't think there are any. So Nicola, oh blimey, here's, here's someone on Twitter getting into the spirit of things. Sir Nicholas Winton saves, saves Sir Nicholas Winton saves thousands of Jewish and Roma children from the Holocaust. He deserves it. Fun tweet. Uh, Rob says, Ian, you're making a right fool of yourself. What about Big Fat Where's My Pies Pickles? 
Now, that's unfair. Well, he's not a sir, he's a lord. Is that the same? That's not the same. That's your lordship or your sirship, isn't it? So Seth Blatter, yeah, he should be out. He should be. And you'd turn down Sir Ian Lee, says George. No. I'm not, say- no, I'm not saying I'd turn it down. But the world's that crazy, you never know, I might get one. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Now, earlier on in the show, I've got no... I, I mean, really, um, the term skeleton crew comes into mind. Not because they're no good, they're all too thin. Look at you, eat something. Kelly, boy Kelly, shags, lockers, eat something, guys. You're too skinny, basically. Um, the lockers came in. I've got no idea what was going on. He was about to do a report, a very serious report, about Yarlswood, and he just showed me this big black thing on his finger. I went, what's that? He went, ooh, well, a bit of earwax has just fallen out me ear. Oh, it was horrible. Anyway, for some reason, he's recorded this. I work at BBC Three Counties Radio. Earlier, some earwax fell out of my ear while I was live on air. It was very embarrassing. I had to go and wash my hands. Uh, has anything fallen out of your body? No, 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 nothing like that, no. Thank God. So, I feel sorry for you, mate, but that's life, innit? Just have to soldier on. What time were you on air at? Uh, it was about uh, five past six this morning. Uh, what programme were you doing? The breakfast show or something? Yeah, it was Ian Lee. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, I have to run now. You have Take to run me. now, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you for your, thank you for your sympathy, man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, wax regularly falls out of my ears. How frustrating is that? It's good, because then you can hear better. Yeah? <laughs> when it falls out, is it when you're in social situations? Probably, yeah. I'm trying to conceal it. Thank you very much. You know who that first guy was? That's old news. Yeah, legend. Oh, fish fingers. Sorry? Is he go? I, I do hope he's going out to ask about Sir Lenny Henry. It's all started because of Sir Lenny Henry. They're going to knight Sir Lenny Henry, Sir Delbert Wilkins, Sir Theopolis B. Wilderbeast. I mean, <laughs> he's a nice guy, I reckon, um, but he, he was never funny. He was never funny. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Although I know you'll all be so busy cooing over um, the pictures in the Daily Mail. The front page of the Daily Mail has gone insane, right? Actually insane. Tim says Sir David Wiggins. Uh, Sir David Beckham or Sir Bradley Wiggins? No, mate. I mean, again, multi-millionaires who... uh, No. No. Uh, You said... Sorry, what's this email that just flashed up? Sorry. From um, Ian. Hi, Ian. Has Justin left? So the Daily Mail has gone insane. It's fallen into... um, It's crossed the Rubicon and opened Pandora's box and fallen down the wormhole. Front page. Picture of, um, like, George. Baby George, Prince George, and the the other baby. I don't know what she's called. Someone tweeted uh, yesterday that um, that in all of his photos, Prince George looks like a ghost from the 1800s. (laughs) He does. Anyway, the line is, is this the moment George realised, now I have to share Mum's love? What? Are you nuts, Sarah Vine? Pages 10 and 11. We turn inside to read this vacuous tosh. 
so sweet. But is this the moment George realised now I have to share Mum's love? We've all been there. I have almost the exact same snaps of my kids at similar ages. My daughter struggling to hold on to her chubby baby brother who is slowly but surely sliding sideways off the sofa. She's doing one of those strained grins that little children do sometimes when they know they're being photographed. This is in the paper. This is news. He looks like he's about to produce a gigantic burp. Neither of them, it has to be said, seems entirely sure about any of it. The same is true of these pictures of Prince George and his new sister, what's her name? Taken by Kate herself. Oh, so the pictures were taken by Kate, right? And all weekend, there's been this analysis. Well, why do you think Kate took the pictures herself instead of employing a photographer? Because she's the mum! And she probably did it on her iPhone. She's probably got, like, an iPhone 7. taken by Kate herself and re released at the weekend. Two rather bewildered small people, all trussed up in their Sunday best, being posed by... <laughs> but these pictures are also unwittingly a reminder of something else. The challenges every mother face when her faces when her brood increases from one to two. Oh, for crying out loud. They've got a team of nannies. It's not the same as when for every mum. Because <laughs> most mums have to deal with this on their own. Or with, their, or with the dads. Or maybe with their nans helping out a bit. Not with a team of nannies. George probably doesn't realise it quite yet, but he holds in his arms the instrument of his demise. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Sarah Vine has been paid money to write that stuff. It's just incredible. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can text as well, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Uh, you can send me an email as well if you wanted to. Ian.Lee, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. Jill, OK, Jill's, Jill's batting in strong for Lenny Henry, becoming a sir. Ian, Lenny Henry, you spelt his name wrong. You spelt Lenny wrong. How could you? You're a teacher. How could you spell Lenny wrong? You're thinking of Lenny Bennett. <laughs> I think that's how Lenny Bennett spelt his name. Lucky Ladders, anyone? No, just me. Lenny Henry, along with his friend Richard Curtis, set up the charity Comic Relief. Surely that deserves recognition and deserving his knighthood. No! No! Why should you get a knighthood for, for doing nice things? Yeah, he set up a charity. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 14 for Heathrow. There are also delays on the A1M southbound between Junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. Further afield on the M11 that's been partially blocked southbound by an accident between Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford and 7 for Harlow. In St Neots on Cambridge Road that's looking very busy eastbound between Great North Road and St Neots and Ermine Street south at Caxton Gibbets. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 10 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction, and that's because of speed restrictions. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Calls for the closure of the Arlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. Hundreds of people demonstrated over the weekend. A Buckinghamshire MP is warning that ministers could step down if David Cameron can't renegotiate the UK's membership of the European Union. Wickham MP Steve Baker co-chairs a group of more than 50 Conservative MPs which would campaign for Britain to leave the EU if a reform deal can't be agreed. And the supermodel Kate Moss was escorted off an EasyJet plane at Luton Airport yesterday afternoon for reportedly being disruptive. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton returned to winning ways with victory in the Canadian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver finished ahead of Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg and extended his championship lead to 17 points. The support is incredible. Lots of British flags. You know, the team did an amazing job, so I'm really, I'm really just proud to be up here. And, and uh, as I said, this is my first Grand Prix win was here back in 2007. So to be back up here is, uh, feels really historic for me. Watford are to add an extra 700 seats at their Vicarage Road ground ahead of the new Premier League season. The new seats will be at the front of the new Sir Elton John stand. It means the stadium capacity will be just over 21,000. The Hornets have also increased the length and width of the pitch to meet Premier League requirements. The England manager Roy Hodgson says he'll persist with Liverpool winger Raheem Sterling, despite admitting that his contract situation at Anfield has affected his international form. Hodgson was speaking after his side's goalless draw with the Republic of Ireland in Dublin when Sterling was booed throughout. I trust Sterling. He's done some fantastic things for us and, you know, today maybe he didn't hit those heights but um, we've got a long way to go and it'll take a lot before I and the English national team lose faith in Raheem Sterling. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford won the long jump at the Diamond League Athletics in Birmingham with a season-best leap of 8.35 metres. But fellow Olympic champion Mo Farah withdrew from the meeting, saying he was emotionally and physically drained by the allegations. His coach, Alberto Salazar, has been involved in doping. Paula Radcliffe felt he should have been there. Everybody understands that he's emotionally and physically drained. He has to be after everything he's gone through. So he wouldn't have run at his best. But he could have run or he could have even just come and just watched and just walked around and just been here to, um, to, yeah, to, to show to the fans here, the people who came to watch him, yes, I'm here. And Stan Vavrinka won the French Open tennis, beating world number one Novak Djokovic in four sets. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight.
tyrant whose face was in a mask. The children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the law. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I got, um... There's a Facebook page that doesn't like me. <laughs> I got booted off it. I just went on there and said hello to those guys. I going, hey, Wendy, hey, Steve, oh, hey, guys. Um, and they, <laughs> they don't like me, but they listen every day and they keep quoting bits. And I didn't like this bit, I didn't like that bit. Oh, one bit. And I went, hey, Wendy, hey, Steve, great guys, nice to... Nice to thanks for listening. I got I got booted off for trolling, for trolling, and I, I wasn't. And now Steve Boothby's on the on Facebook.com forward slash BBC Three CR having a go. He's still listening though. He'll post in a second. I'm not listening. Oh right, I see. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Red. I've got no idea who these guys are. I'm working with. Morning. Hello. You all right? Not a clue. Um, uh, we're asking this morning, <clears throat> can, can you name anybody, anybody, right, that deserves their knighthood? We came close with Ranolf Fines, but uh, um, his name, Ranolf, puts me off. That's why I, I've uh, vetoed his knighthood. Sir David Beckham? No. Sir Bradley Wiggins? Are you joking? Mod on a bike? I think that was a film, wasn't it? Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, fella? You're on about knighthood, and I don't think... Hang on, who's that that in the background? It's my sat-nav. Well, tell you... Oh, well, could you turn your sat-nav volume down, please? Give me a second, I'll pull over. Hey, go on, then. Yep, okay. Right, Okay. Um, We're talking about uh, knighthoods and whatever else. Yeah. They don't belong to celebrities. They belong to people who, uh, who are in the forces. Knighthood comes under protection of the realm, does it not? So how, how do these come under protecting the realm? I don't know if knighthood comes under protection of the realm. I've never heard that phrase before. Fair enough. Um, I thought I heard it somewhere along the line. Some, probably I, don't know. I don't know. I've never heard it. But then, OK, then why... Well, hang on a second. Why should we be giving it to the military? Well, look at what they do for the country to keep it safe. Look at the lives that are put on the line. So hang on a minute. So so risking your life is worthy of a knighthood. Oh, risking your life to save others is that not worthy? I don't I don't know if it is, Mark. Fair enough. I, I'm not sure if it is worthy of a knighthood. Uh, it's kind of um, well, because then you could say that we should knight uh, firemen and policemen and ambulance drivers. Fair point. I can't argue with that. Um, just my opinion. That's all. Everyone's entitled to one. Yeah, I know. Don't get a cob on, Mark. We're just having a discussion. Uh, I'm not got a cob on, mate. I'm not got a cob on. I'm far from it. I'm detecting a little cob, Mark. Let the cob go. <laughs> Let the go. cob release <laughs> the cob, Mark. I appreciate your call, mate. Have a good day. All right, mate. Have Ta-ta. a good day. Thank you very much. We are, I just detected a little cob. But I, I appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. What Texas have we got, Benjamin? Uh, we've got a few. This one might be a winner. Sir Alan Turing invented first computer and played an uh, important defensive role in World War II. Agree most of rubbish, though. Sam from Stockfall. I don't think... Turing t- deserves it. No, first No, computer. of course not. Without him, you wouldn't have those computers in front of you. That's... Oh, well, <laughs> well yes, I've got him to blame. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, ben? What? Yeah. <laughs> and you've got Sir Robert ben. Winston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dame Samantha Ruff. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if Alan Turing... <laughs> the thing is, Alan Turing couldn't have it for three reasons. One. Yeah. Two. Three. Yeah. They had to keep their, 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 their job secret. Oh, that's Top secret. Undercover. Yeah. So if like, so, he goes after the war. Alan Turing, you know, obviously had a troubled life. After the war, though, he kind of pretty much went back home to civilian life and never told anybody. No one in that group told anybody what they'd done, right? Yeah. But so he goes home, and like the, the, the day after the war, he gets a knighthood, and his next door neighbour Doris says, uh, "Alan, would you get the knighthood for nothing?" Yeah. Well, you must have got it for. So- you weren't up doing uh, Bletchley doing like secret computer stuff, no. And then he'd have to kill her. <laughs> so you just you'd have, you couldn't. Yeah. So yeah, no. Okay. That's a good point. And obviously the equivalent of Sir is Dame. So Dave from Hartford is putting <laughs> uh, Dame Samantha Bruff. No, 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 no. There is no, there is no female equivalent of Sir. Yeah, there is. I checked. There is no. Dame is Christopher Biggins. <laughs> there is no. There is no female equivalent of Sir. Yeah, there is. Well, no, there isn't. Yeah, you're a dame. You're you're either a sir or a dame. Dame for a laugh. No, but no, but dame isn't. The, but but dame is way way down. Sir is up here. Dame is way way down here. They're not equals. Are they not? They are not equals. Oh. It because it's it's you know it's um, uh, the the um, what's the word? Not polygamy. That's when you marry loads of women. Not bigamy. Very bigamy. It's um, a matriarchal sexist Patriarchal. society. Patriarchal. Okay. Mate, thank you, sir. It's a patriarchal society, sexist society. Um, Dame is like about six rungs down on the uh, the ladder. I'm going to have to check out this ladder. What, what's in between? Is there like a... A Viscount? Oh, uh, right. No, have you got a Viscount? I'm no. starving. <laughs> oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. What fun, huh? Fun, we're just having fun with words. That's all we're doing. Just having fun with words. Can anybody tell me, somebody, um, a, a, a sir who, who's deserved it or somebody who does deserve a sir... Uh, it nearly makes sense. That hasn't got one. I don't. I can't think of anybody. Certainly not. Okay. So what have we got? Sir David Beckham. Sir Bradley Wiggins. Sir Prince Harry. MBE. <laughs> Sir Lenny Henry. We're gonna have guys. Come on. The world. I tell you. Right. This is what they've done to Bradley Wiggins. Right. Where's the story about him doing the the bike run very quickly? Because. This shows you why he doesn't need a sirhood. So Bradley Wiggins, page seven of The Sun. He's, he's gone around in a circular track really quickly. All right, nice one, Brad, well done. But to, just to show what a pointless achievement of mankind this is... <laughs> the Sun have then printed a picture of a dog riding a bike. Just to show that, yeah, he may have done this, but a dog can ride a bike... If there's ever a trike record attempt, then get Barry the Bedlington Terrier. You can't call a dog Barry. I mean, it's be- with the greatest respect to all Barrys, it's barely a human's name. A dog's name called Barry? Can you believe that, Dennis? Yes, I can. Three-year-old Barry balanced on skateboards when a pup before moving to three wheels. Fair play, right? This dog, he sat upright... On a tricycle, he's got his paws on the steering wheel, his other paws on the pedals, he's riding it. Poor thing. What do you mean, poor thing? He wouldn't do it uh, unless he liked it or he was stuck there. Anyway, Lenny Henry, he deserves a knighthood because at the moment he's advertising different places to sleep all over the country. Out in the open, in a bed. So he's got a knighthood. Can Lenny Henry, I heard this rumour, for two two rumours I would like to verify today, Dennis, if I may. Firstly, 
If you have a baby in Marks and Spencers, do they give you £100 worth of Marks and Spencer vouchers? I don't know. I've never tried it. I've heard that. But if that was true, then why don't you get loads of pregnant women stood in Marks and Spencers jumping up and down and eating curry? Why don't you make a lot of ladies pregnant? I've, I've only ever made one lady pregnant as far as I'm aware, Dennis. I did that twice. Thank you very much indeed. I wouldn't go I back there a third time. Times, so I'll beat you to it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, OK. Let's... let's OK. Uh, and the other thing is, can Lenny Henry turn up at any Premier Inn, and even if it's full, demand a room? Do, is, does every Premier Inn have a secret Lenny Henry room stashed away? No, he sleeps outside. OK, Dennis, thanks for calling. 08459 455 555. Oh, blimey, they're all coming out of the woodwork today. Akbar! Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Akbar. Uh, uh, good morning. You all, you uh, all no, know, no, you no, almost no. know that Kath and, uh, and Kelly aren't in today. That's why you're calling up. Excellent stuff. What have you got for us, Akbar? <laughs> right. Um, the awards, uh, Ian, I think the, the people who deserve uh, um, are the people who are in the voluntary sector only. I think uh, uh, all other professions, uh, they, they know what they are going into. And I think uh, it's a vestige of uh, these uh, these honours and these uh, these accolades. Uh, okay, so what would you have to do then to become a, to become Sir Akbar of Luton? Um, do um, I have um, uh, uh, what I would need to do is uh, devote uh, lots of my time to totally 100% unpaid voluntary oh. work for the community I, li- I live in. So you'd be signing on. So we should give knighthoods to benefits claimants. And you, uh, if, if they're doing useful work within the communities, <laughs> uh, useful work within the communities... We're going to give... We're going to knight people who are on job seekers' allowance, if it's still yeah, called that. Yeah, but, but, but then, Ian... Akbar, but, you're ins- this is more insane than usual. This is more insane than when you complain. You phoned up to complain that the police station in Luton had a logo on the floor and people were standing on it. Yeah. I, I still stand by that. I know you do, Akbar. Yeah. You wrote a letter to... Hey, you wrote, that, you wrote a letter, is that right, to Colette Paul? I did. And then she resigned a few days later, Akbar. <laughs> no, no, no. Did you no, have no, any? No. Did you have any impact on former chief of police, Colette Paul, stepping down? Um, Ian, I sent her an email and uh, um, she is aware of my concerns and... uh, She's resigned. uh, she has she has acknowledged the receipt of the the email and uh, I'm waiting to hear back from her. You won't, mate. She's resigned. (laughs) You know she's resigned. (laughs) I don't know. She's resigned. But honestly, hang on a minute. Let me go to a voice that you will trust. Ben? Yes? Has Colette Paul resigned? Yes. When did she do that to you? Last week! Do you not listen to the show? Uh, well, I do, I do, and uh, you, you never mentioned... We mentioned it! We did a whole sh- We did a whole show about it! I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I missed that bit. I think, uh, Akbar, I think hmm. maybe you should retract your email about people standing on the police logo in Luton Police Station and see if that tempts Colette back to her job, because we liked Colette. She wouldn't come on the show, but that's no, her prerogative. Uh, no, no, no. She, uh, I have met her many times. She is a, a very decent person to talk to and very um, clever police officer. She she was she's she will be sorely missed, Akbar. Appreciate your call, thank you. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The A1M is busy southbound between Junction 3 for St Albans and 2 for Wellham Green. And the anti-clockwise M25 is busy from Junction 25 for Enfield to 24 for Potter's Bar. There are also queues now on the M40 into London between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabouts. The A1 is slow southbound from the St Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts. And on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast still have 10 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. We should give knighthoods to people on benefits. Um, guys, uh, saying that, uh, yeah, better that than David Beckham. Someone who's moved out of the country doesn't pay tax in this country. Oh, I mean, I did, I did, I did, Jones. 7.46, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. David Cameron has suggested that ministers who can't sign up to any deal he makes about Britain's future relationship with the European Union will have to resign. And the supermodel Kate Moss has been escorted off an easy jet plane at Luton Airport for reportedly being disrupted. Here's the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, good morning to you. A lot of fine weather in the forecast for the three counties. We've got high pressure and control, and that means that uh, we're pretty dry and settled. It does mean, though, with the light winds and clear skies we had overnight, that we're in a chilly start at the moment because temperatures have been well down into single figures. We're still just 7 or 8 Celsius, but lots of strong sunshine now, uh, boosting temperatures nicely. Uh, we'll gain a couple of degrees or so each hour as we go through this morning, up to the uh, mid-teens, certainly, if not the high teens, 16 to 18 Celsius. Celsius through this afternoon. Got some showers though to drift towards us, certainly in the second half of the afternoon, coming in from the north and uh, being pushed by a fairly light northeasterly wind. So uh, cater for the risk of those showers in the second half of the afternoon through the evening. They're clearing off towards the south though, still some sunshine mixed in, and then that northeasterly wind really setting in. Tomorrow, a very different day. Still dry, still lots of strong sunshine, uh, but actually it will feel quite chilly. Just 13 Celsius tomorrow afternoon in some spots. Temperatures recovering for Wednesday and Thursday back up in the high teens, if not up to 20 Celsius for Thursday, but turning more unsettled with rain late in the day on Thursday and over into Friday. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Did the drugs in his mouth kill him? No, it, they didn't. Okay. And, you know, Did they play a part in his death? Toxic... He had four glasses of champagne, two bottles of wine, four cocktails. What's two French? I have a feeling that was a cocktail as well. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And, Renata Blower, you have just allowed the first ever nurse to be funded for Great Ormond Street who will deal specifically with children who have undiagnosed conditions. bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. Well, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Bev Shotley Martins joins me in the studio. Were you wrong to go ahead with this referendum? But what was the alternative? As I've said, I was not, that was not a situation that I was prepared to just sit there and do nothing about. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. missed. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Seriously, it was that two-hour walk. Oh, it chafed. I had to put Savlon all over it. Going to take off my belt. What? It's that no, part of the not. show where we're just going to have a bit of uh, no, it's not light relief, and I just want to <laughs> oh, steady, steady. Loosen my trousers, steady. Put uh, that belt back on. It's come off. Oh, that's much better. His belt, guys, steady. We haven't got Mama Kath here 
to uh, rein things in. You can't leave me up on my own devices. There we what go. are you doing here now? I'm just going to talk about love locks. Oh, hang on a second. Right, OK, yeah, OK. While you say it, I'm going to just do a little bit of a thing underneath. So you, you read it and I'm just going to say a little bit of thing underneath. You mean you After three. Th- here we go. One, two, three. Padlocks keep, keep your love lockers. Your love lockers. Keep your love lockers. Your love lockers. Keep your love lockers. Your love lockers. Keep 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 your love lockers. Feel free to come in at any time. I've got no idea what you're doing, mate. What are you doing? That's just weird. Keep your love. Can stop doing that. We'll read the script then. Go. I'm going to. Are you going to stop doing that? Because that's just weird. I'm going to stop it. Padlocks in. Padlocks inscribed. Now we talked about this last week. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I hate this as well. I'm on your side. Uh, Unusually. Padlocks inscribed with messages of love can be found attached to bridges in some of the most romantic cities in the world. Paris, Rome, Copenhagen and Bedford. The so-called love locks are attached to a bridge before the keys... uh, Yeah, the keys are tossed into the river, where the padlock will remain as a symbol of everlasting love. Except in Paris, they're taking them down because they're weighing the bridges down. And I saw... Went to Copenhagen, right? So the first time I saw this was in Copenhagen. And it's a mess. It is a mess. It looks awful. There was a huge padlock, this big, right? The size of um, a fat man's head, right? What, this a couple big. of inches? That's more than it. That's about 12 inches. It was massive, right? And it was in the... Sa- it, was a, it was a padlock in the shape of a ship, I think. Oh, a ship. Shape of a ship. Ship. Good. Guess who put that padlock up? Was that you? Let's go, let's go to the team. Guess who put that padlock up? Um, a captain. captain. No, well, a captain of, of, of poor taste. Um, I don't know. Are they famous? Sorry? Are they famous? Is that why we'd know? It wasn't the captain. No. I don't know. Uh, okay, I mean, right. I have no idea either. Right, it said, to celebrate a special loving relationship from me, Ugh. Chris de Berg, to uh, my fans. Oh, Chris you, de Berg, legend. You. Lady in red. Please don't sing anymore. That's Edith Piaf you're doing. With me. But what do residents of Bedford make of this new trend? Well, there was only one man for the job, it says here. Yes. In this, we are calling... This doesn't even make sense. Did you write this? Because it doesn't no. make sense. What do residents of Bedford make of the new trend? Well, there was only one man for the job. In this, we're calling lockers on locks. Right. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, does it, really? Talk to me. Anyway, yes. I'm Lockers. I love locks, but I only love locks if they're used for the right purpose, which is to secure things. Can I interrupt you? Secure things. Here's a a fun game to play. Not on bridges. Let's let's make a list of the different types of locks. Okay. this is what we do. We'll do one one each. We do one each. And then when you you can't think of one, you're out. Can I start? No, you can't. No, because I... It's my game. It's my game. I'm going first. Go on, then. Scottish locks, like in lakes. Yeah, boom, shakalak. Shags, your turn. Oh, I'll just go for padlocks. Ew! Canal locks. What? Canal locks. You know, like... It's like... like, Well, hang on a second. Just say that again. (laughs) Canal locks. Canal locks. Like the locks in canals, you know? What's a canal, mate? A, a canal. Canal. Steady. 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 What's a canal? But it doesn't flow. What's a canal? A canal. Is that like canal? Canal. Canal? Canal. <laughs> Flipping heck! This is the BBC and you can't even say the word canal. 
Canal? Yeah. Lockers, your turn. Well, have you... No, I, this is why I wanted to go first. <laughs> well, you do Padlocks. Go, you, he's had padlocks. We'll get to you in a minute, the, uh, the, 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 uh, Ben. German lock. Oh, Ollie, Ben, oh, get, hang on, calm down. Right. Ge German lock. What is that? What's a German lock? It's a lock made in Germany. You're out. I'll think of one. Right, OK. Oh, 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 a lock of hair. Boom shakalak. Uh, oh, have some of that. Shags, your turn. It's a three-man game now. Shags, um, it's your turn. Uh, What's his st Steering wheel lock. Oh, yeah. Would you expand? So it's the lock you put on the steering wheel so people can't nick it, but... Can't, I can't give you that, because what? that's a lock. That's, that's like a padlock. No, it's not. That is a padlock. What, the, right, th the right, crook uh, lock? A door lock, then. Well, that's a padlock. No, it isn't. It's a door in... Like, it's a lock in the door. I'll like, give you steering wheel lock. OK. <laughs> Ollie. A locket. You're uh -huh. out, you're out, you're out. You <laughs> can't even say canal. OK, right, fine. OK. OK, so you've gone for the crook lock. Yeah. The actual wheel lock. Oh. When, when, when you, you take the key out and you can't turn the steering wheel, boom. How yeah. about your turn? This is great. This is lock uh, poker. We're playing lock poker. Um, uh, no. Uh, look, Matt Lockwood. That doesn't look... That, that's not a lock. That's a plum. Oh, I think I won lock poker. I though. think you won that very easily, Ian. Thank you very much, guys. That was great fun. We'll be playing that again uh, um, in five years' time. Uh, make sure you join us for that. You've taken this uh, to the streets, I'm I guessing. I have. I went to Where the is this? Where is this bridge, first it's of all? It's uh, not so far away from Russell Park, basically. So okay. it's a bit opposite Russell Park, and it's a metal bridge. It's an, uh, quite a nice bridge. I mean, I do fear for this bridge. Bridges have rights. Is that my cue to press play? No. Anyway, people agreed. We got we got DJ Brat listening to us from America, and, and this is the best you can come up with. People agreed the locks enough. Have a listen to this. Would you declare your love for your? Is it your wife? I'm assuming here. Yeah. By putting a lock on a bridge. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think it's pretty pointless. What's yeah. your thoughts on this? I mean, if he if he were to carve your name on a lock and then put it on this bridge, would you think oh, that's a bit enough? That is. Well, yeah. To be honest, um, I don't think he needs to do that to tell me he loves me. You know, there's there's nicer ways of doing it, I think, than leaving something that effectively is a bit of an eyesore for everybody else. Absolutely, they look unsightly, don't they? Yeah. And they're rusty. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How does he tell you that he loves you? He says, I love you. Simple <laughs> you know, as that. Exactly. Does he exactly. buy you flowers, take you out for dinner? Yeah, sometimes, you know, but it's. I think it's more about the little things, really, you know, like being kind and affectionate and all those things. But yeah. these locks are a bit naff, aren't they? I think they? so. Hello, hello. Stop your bike for me. These locks on the bridge where people carve their names on the locks that declare their love for each other. Do you think that's pretty naff? It is, actually. I noticed uh, there are a lot of those on other bridges as well. Sorry to bother you. Uh, are you are you two a couple? No, uh, well, yeah, are we? Yes. Yeah, think yeah. so. Officially a couple, right. So... I'm going to propose that you get a lock yeah. and you carve your name on the lock. Why would you want to do that? So you think my idea is a bit rubbish? Yes. How do you declare your love for your partner? Very expensive gifts normally. And, and jewellery always works. Always Padlocks works. not so much, I think. Diamonds. Yeah. Sparkly things. Yeah. It's whatever people want. 
They want to put them on? Put them on? A bit cheesy, maybe, but yeah, they're all right. No, it they is don't. cheesy. The first time I saw them in uh, Wunderbar, Wunderbar Copenhagen, uh, I thought, oh, that looks good. And then I looked at it in the clear, cold light of death. I thought, that looks flipping awful. And also, what it is, is an excuse for Dodgepots to sell um, padlocks for like five times the price. You want to buy a padlock for the lady? <laughs> no, I don't want to buy a padlock for the lady. It's horrible. It's just enough. I mean, you know, Rachel loves Tony and all this kind of thing. Does she? Rachel for Tony. Rachel's. Uh, I mean, people actually spend time carving the initials on the lock. I mean, the lock's tiny to start off with. I mean, have they got some kind well, of some kind of microscope finished, before they do it? We finished. Yeah. We finished that bit, and it mm. really hasn't set the phones alight. So uh, I thought we'd have got some calls on that. No, I could have told you straight away we wouldn't get any. Mm. Uh, can you take Lenny Henry to the streets? Does he deserve yes. a knighthood? I think this is a joyous day. A joyous day in our nation. He is a man of many talents. Name one. Well, he can do an impression, can't he, of... Uh, what's her name? Betty, isn't he? Oh, Betty. Now, if anyone can no, do an you're impression... Th- you're thinking of Les No, Dennis. no, no. Lenny Henry, he started doing that thing, didn't he? That was when he was 16 on... Yeah. on um... Well, anybody who can do that is a legend in my book. I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with Could... his more uh, recent works. Please leave my studio. All right. Lenny Henry. Lenny Henry. Lenny Henry. Lenny Henry. Lenny Henry. Well, that's offensive. That's just offensive. Is it still on? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M40 towards London is looking very busy between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. It's also slow on the A1M southbound from Junction 1 for the M25 at St Albans Road towards South Mims. And on the M1 it's busy southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. In Luton, Vauxhall Way is looking really slow on speed sensors between Hitchin Road and Crawley Green Road. It's also busy in Wendover on London Road now around Lon- London Road southbound at the turning for the A413 and on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 10 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction that's because of speed restrictions Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio Sammy, thank you very much OK, so we're trying to find anybody who um, justifiably deserves a knighthood I can't think of one you can think of any more locks or oh, lock poker. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headline's largest ever protest at Yarlswood, Buckinghamshire MP's EU warning, and Stevenage world champion back to winning ways in Canada. BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. Hundreds of people demonstrated over the weekend outside the centre as three separate investigations into the treatment of detainees continue. Human rights campaigner Baroness Helena Kennedy QC was at the protest. I mean, the idea that we're locking them up as if they were criminals when they've been the victims of criminals is just too terrible. And, you know, I do this kind of work, uh, you know, internationally, and all I can tell you is that, you know, we aren't getting it right and we've got to find a better way of dealing with these issues. 
The Buckinghamshire MP is warning that ministers could step down over the UK's membership of the European Union. The Prime Minister says he expects his cabinet to support any deal he makes or resign. Wickham MP Steve Baker co-chairs a group of more than 50 Conservative MPs which would campaign for Britain to leave the EU if a reform deal can't be agreed. If we don't get a sovereign parliament, I would be quite surprised if one or two don't resign. But that really is a matter for them. I'm not going to talk to ministers myself. I'm a relatively junior backbencher and that would be a task for colleagues who are more senior. Right now it's really important that we do all say we are backing that renegotiation. Police have arrested a Lithuanian man who was being sought in connection with the discovery of a woman's torso in a suitcase. Vitortas Jokubakas has been detained in Peterborough on suspicion of murder. Hertfordshire police have thanked members of the public for their efforts to help find Hartford man Brian Byrne, who had been missing since May the 7th. His body was discovered in dense undergrowth in the Lee Valley Park on Friday afternoon, within a mile of where he had left his van. Officers had stopped motorists in the area that morning. The Alton Towers theme park in Staffordshire will reopen to visitors this morning after four people were seriously hurt when two cars on the Smiler roller coaster collided last Tuesday. The ride itself remains closed. Anthony Birchley has more. The park stayed shut for five days while investigations were held into why the collision happened. Yesterday, the park's owners, Merlin Entertainments, announced that after a thorough review of all its operating and safety procedures, it would reopen today. The area in which the Smiler is located will stay closed to allow the health and safety executive to continue their investigations. The supermodel Kate Moss was escorted off an EasyJet plane at Luton Airport yesterday afternoon for reportedly being disruptive. Bedfordshire police said no formal complaints were made and she hadn't been arrested. In sports, Stevenage driver Lewis Hamilton returned to winning ways with victory in the Canadian Grand Prix. To have had, what is it, I don't think it's four wins this year and, and the pole positions we've had, the performance of this car, this team... You know, the guys back at the factory are doing a remarkable job, so I'm so grateful, really, for, for everything that they continue to do. And Watford are to add an extra 700 seats at their Vicarage Road ground ahead of the new Premier League season. The weather cloudy this morning, sunny spells this afternoon, but with the chance of a shower, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. <laughs> Thank you very much, Simon. Oh, they found Brian Byrne. That's sad, isn't it? That's very sad. Oh dear, oh dear. We spoke to her daughter, his daughter. Sorry, a couple of uh, a couple of times, and um, what's well, sad? A sad end to the story. Oh, well, my best wishes to the family. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Anybody out there that's got a knighthood, what deserves one? I can't think of one. Also, uh, we're playing lock poker. Landlocked. Oh, yeah, someone suggested that on Twitter. I won't mention their name. I, I won't give them the credit. They don't deserve it. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Text as well. 81333, start your text 3CR. We'll have a look at those texts in a bit. But before that, calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centre in Bedfordshire have been amplified by the largest ever protest to be staged there. A joint demonstration took place over the weekend outside the centre as three separate investigations into the treatment of detainees continues. Well, among the speakers was the Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller. Morning, Richard. Morning, Ian. Uh, how many people were there at the protest, would you say? 
I would say there were about 500 people there. So it was so a significant course. turnout. It was a very good turnout, yeah. What was the point of it? I think the organising group, Women for Refugee Women, uh, wanted to continue the pressure on the government to, so the government can understand how unjust the policy of immigration detention is, but also how expensive and ineffective it is. And I think they made very good points on Saturday on all those fronts. Uh, Earlier on in the show, we heard from Baroness Kennedy, who's told us that women claiming asylum should be out in the communities. Is that your uh, position as well? Yes, I think so. As part of the all-party group on uh, immigration detention, uh, we said that nobody who'd been the victim of torture or rape or war should be detained at all. But more substantially, the right role of immigration detention is as an exception, not as a default position. And unfortunately, over the last 10 years or more, uh, detention has has gone from being a tool that's used very rarely to something that happens very much more frequently. So we also, in addition to protecting people who are vulnerable from detention, also need to bring in a time limit on anyone who goes into detention. Uh, why do you why do you think that we have adopted this stance of detention and and um, it seems so hard to shake? I think uh, partly because uh, you know immigration controls ran out of control um, and there was a, a very broad uh, high immigration policy that ran for nearly fifteen years. And the reaction to that meant that the Home Office, not any particular minister or party, but the Home Office itself, the civil servants, sort of bunkered down into a mentality that if they put people in detention, somehow that was being tough on immigration. Well, it wasn't being tough on immigration. That's all about border controls and making sure only the right people can come here do come here. What immigration detention was doing was putting vulnerable people who, yes, may have a failed asylum claim, but still may have suffered from torture or rape, putting them in detention when there were plenty of other alternatives out there, like looking after people in the community, which are cheaper and more effective. So it was the mentality in the Home Office that somehow tied immigration detention to being looking tough on immigration controls. And that's what we've got to try and break so that we can get more effective, cheaper policies in place that stop immigration detention as a default. Richard, stay there. Uh, we're joined. I want to bring Crystal Amos uh, into the conversation from the Black Women's Rape Action Project. Morning, Crystal. Good morning. Uh, well, you were at the protest as well on Saturday, were you? I was, yes. It was phenomenal. There were so many people clearly against detention. It was uh, really a, a sign that things are changing rapidly. What, what do you hope uh, this protest and any future protests will actually achieve? Well, I mean, as I said, there's widespread condemnation of what is an indefensible and inhuman policy. And we believe that it is now time to close down the detention centres and to, well, particularly because, well, even the New York Times says that detention breeds cruelty and harm and denies uh, victims due process. And that's been our experience with uh, working with women for over a decade who call us from Yarswood, 70% of them are um, victims of rape and other torture. Many are mothers separated from their children, and that's a further torture. And really, we've seen the whole policy of detention being something to, that's designed to terrorise and traumatise very vulnerable people. Uh, must and, offer you, sorry, to, it must offer you optimism to, to have had a Conservative MP there speaking. Absolutely, and in fact, it is optimistic that so many people from different backgrounds are coming together to demand the same thing, and especially at a time where thousands of, of people are dying in the Mediterranean. 
and the UK government's response seems to be to call for the boats that people escape in to be bombed so they can't even reach Europe. I mean, things have to change and they have to change rapidly. Um, it cannot be that a company like Serco gets a £70 million contract to continue running Yarswood when there's already accounts of the rape and sexual abuse by guards inside, um, which has gone either cover up or, you know, attempted to cover up. And that although there's been sort of uh, demands for all kinds of uh, reviews into detention, nothing at this moment in time has happened. And that's even when there have been legal challenges uh, to the detention processes, such as the detained fast track. Were you surprised, that, uh, that a Tory MP, that, uh, that Richard Fuller was, uh, was there speaking? Well, I'm, I'm glad that people of all political persuasions are beginning to see that detention is really an inhumane and degrading process and must end. So, surprise, no, that's good. I think, in fact, Richard has been, um, Richard Fuller has been one of the MPs who's consistently called uh, for the closure of Yardswood. And that's great. That lends, you know, a voice to the grassroots movements that have been pressing for a long, long time for it to end. Richard, uh, you're a rarity, though, aren't you? Your your voice, coming from the Conservative Party, calling for this. Is it, are protests like this going to have any impact? Well, actually, not so much a rarity, Ian. In the uh, all-party group, there were six members of Parliament as part of that, members of the House of Lords, but six MPs, three of whom, uh, including me, were Conservatives. So um, I think there are a widespread, as Chris was saying, there is widespread voices in Parliament, but they are exceptions. Um, the... The frustrating thing, I think, over the last three or four years, since the coalition took the right step in, they said, ending the detention of children, but I would say very much minimizing detention of children, uh, has been the lack of progress in terms of an overall review of detention that's happened since. Yes, there have been reviews into mental health and into the welfare of people in detention, but what was pleasing to hear uh, a few months ago was the Home Secretary announcing that she would look at the overall policy of of detention and she has stopped an expansion of detention centre. So yes, there are conservative voices and other voices in Parliament. They're still quite rare, but they're growing and the effort now, building on what we did on the weekend at Yarswood, is to take the whole policy of immigration detention into Parliament so that MPs of all parties can debate and respond to what Chris was talking about, a widening and growing movement amongst the community. People say, this is not what we want in our country. There are better ways to handle people and better ways to maintain our, our sense of justice. And that's what MPs now have to step up to the to, to do. Listen, I really appreciate your time this morning and um, I'm sure we'll be speaking again. That's Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller. And uh, the other voice you heard was Crystal Amos from the Black Women's Rape Action Project. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC oh, Three Radio. cheeky! The papers have been... Well, since the run-up to the election... The papers have been rubbish, and they kind of have to because they, they, they sort of there's not much going on. And then after the election, you think all oh, the papers are going to pick up um, uh, pace again and, and, and really come in with stuff. They've not. They, they, there's, I mean, page 19 of the mail is an embarrassment to us all as, as human beings. It's a horse. Have you seen this bit? It's a horse having a, a, a horseshoe put on it. Right. What do they call that? Is it a farrier? It's a farrier, isn't it? Yeah, it's a farrier. The horse has got no head, guys. This, the headless horseman is a terrifying figure from folklore, bringing death and disaster to all who stand in his way. And here, it would seem, is his perfect mount. 
the headless horse. And it's a picture of a, a horse without a head. It's incredible. This spooky creature was photographed being shod by a blacksmith in the decidedly down-to-earth setting of Barnsley, South Yorkshire. But all you may not be surprised to learn is not as it appears. In fact, the horse... Basically, the horse is looking the other way, so it's got his head down and someone's taken a picture of it and it looks like it hasn't got a head, but it doesn't really look like it hasn't got a head. It's obviously got a head, it's just looking the other way. And this has got half a page in the newspaper. The horse, which has the magical name of Merlin, was simply peering around to look at something behind him. Just at the exact moment, his owner, Julie Peckett, snapped the picture. She confirmed yesterday, Merlin is healthy and happy and does have a head. That's in the papers. Flippin' heck. Paedophile cover-up? What paedophile cover-up? You know, how's Lord Janna doing these days? Is he well? Is he? I don't know. I'm looking at a horse with no head. Lord who? We got any Texas, Ben? Yeah, we got a few. Give us, um, give us your three top Texas. Okay. Um, for the suggestion of a good sir, uh, Sir Alec Jeffries, discoverer of DNA. Oh, for goodness' sakes! Next. Okay. Uh, lock poker. Um, this is a list of them: dreadlocks, airlock, headlock, deadlock. Oh, mate! That, who's that from? That's uh, Porky. Porky, you're a you're a legend. And last one, uh, Dave from Hartford has uh, gone in with combination lock. Oh, mate. Well, that, well that's a padlock. No, that's what I thought. Get out of town. Porky, though, legend. If we ever play... I used to play a game called The Sweet Game where you had to... Um, how did that work? Anyway, it was like um, uh, lock poker in that it was actually... It was, it was nonsense. <laughs> to put it bluntly, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's busy southbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And it's also slow anti-clockwise on the M25 between Junction 22 for St Albans and 16 for the M40. On the A1 southbound, A1M southbound, that's looking very busy at Junction 7 for the A602 at Stevenage. And in Spellbrook, in both directions on the A1184, that's looking really busy between Spellbrook and Edinburgh Way at the Harlow Mill roundabout. In Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, it's very slow on the speed sensors between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road and on the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have 10 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hemlock, says Tony Fisher. Oh! Turns out, oh, do you know what? Don't tell, C- Catherine's not listening, right? She's in London, okay? Don't tell her about lock poker. I'm going to play with her tomorrow and wipe the floor with her. That's what we're going to do. Shh. 16 or thereabouts. It's Monday the 8th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. David Cameron has suggested that ministers who can't sign up to any deal he makes about Britain's future relationship with the European Union will have to resign. And the Alton Towers theme park will reopen to visitors this morning after four people were seriously hurt last Thursday. Why would you want to do that to yourself, guys? Three Counties Radio. Good morning. You've caught the sun. Have I? Yeah. Oh, thanks. I've, I've caught it on my neck. I won't show you. 
I thought you didn't go outside. Well, no, I had to. I had the kids this weekend. Well, I went for a walk on my own. What? Got lost. My phone died. It was wonderful. Deliciously oh. lost. Not completely lost. Yeah. And I was in the same county. Right. And I knew if I went back, you know, I'd, I'd be... I, I just kept on walking. I don't know where I was. I'm in a field. I don't know where this... I suddenly I'm by a road. Where's this road? Gosh. And then I realised where I was after a bit. It was wonderful. Phone died. Listened to David Byrne on the, on the old uh, iPod Walkman thing. It was wonderful. Really? Oh, it was great. It was great. Well, though, if that made you happy, yeah. that's good. Then uh, went out with the kids, hired a boat... You know, it was... Uh, Hide a boat? Where were you? Well, a little putt-putt boat. <laughs> not, not, a, not a yacht or anything. Did you go off in the sea? No, in the river. In a river? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the tough. Thames? Yeah, on the River Thames, yeah, tough guy. In a putt-putt boat. boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, a, what's a putt-putt boat? He's got a little motor and you've got a steering wheel, you've got to leave and make sure you go forwards or go backwards. You hired one of them? Yeah! Sounds fun. But it's, it's, it's fun when I'm driving it. It's terrifying when a three-year-old is and they don't know the difference between left or right. Left! 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 Bang. Gosh. That's me hitting him. Right. <laughs> Chuck him overboard. <laughs> uh, they had life jackets on. <laughs> a valuable life lesson. So, uh, exactly. yeah, it was a nice weekend. Thanks oh, so much. Oh, well. There we go. Oh, What's on your show today? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, we're going to talk about, I don't know if you've seen this uh, this news story, it's been floating around over the weekend, the government's latest idea, idea to deal with people who insist on using mobile phones behind the wheel. Oh, and yeah, yeah. In fact, a very timely, yes. very timely news story, this, because this weekend I have seen nothing yeah. but people texting on their mobile phones oh. or Facebooking on their mobile phones, I'm sure. Well, I'm going to be asking from nine this morning, is it a waste... That was of, a very camp, I'm sure. Is it a waste of time trying to stop people using their mobile phone behind the wheel? The government say they're going to double the fine for using your mobile phone behind the wheel from £100 mm. to £200. But I'm not sure that's going to make any difference at all, is it? I mean, if there's already a fine in place, mm. if you already stand to get points on your licence, people already know you can't do it mm. and you'll get in trouble if you do do it. And yet they carry on doing it. So the fine, the penalty, the punishment doesn't seem to have any effect whatsoever. And I wonder, are we now getting to a point where we have to accept, actually that you're never going to stop people using their mobile phone behind the wheel. Mobile phones have become so integral in people's lives. Mm. Try as you might, you're never going to get people to stop using them. From nine this morning, I'd like your reaction. I want you to be particularly honest. If you have, in the past, used your mobile phone behind the wheel, did you really need to be using it? And is there anything that would have stopped you doing it? An increased penalty? maybe having your driving licence taken away from you altogether, or is the only way to catch people literally to have police on every street corner scanning the road for mobile phone users? Your views, your experiences from Nine, is it a waste of time trying to stop people using their mobile behind the wheel? Your call on 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Sandy who uh, has ME fears he'll be unable to live with his five-year-old son if he has to move. Matthew Hall struggles to use his stairs, but he's been told by the council he's not entitled to a two-bedroom bungalow or flat because he's not his child's primary carer. Well, Matthew joins us on the programme now. Morning, Matthew. Morning. Now, you're not the child's primary carer, but you've, you, you have an amicable relationship with your ex and you've, you, you've split how you look after the, the, the kid, haven't you? Yeah, we both have him three nights one week and then four nights the next. 
So you alternate. So you yeah. So you alternate. Um, yeah. Well, tell me about your ME. When when did you first uh, get diagnosed, and how does it impact on you? I was diagnosed in January, um, but I've been suffering with it for about a year and a half now. Right. Okay. And and how um, does it affect you? It, it it's flipped my life upside down. I've gone from being able to work, being really active, um, to not being able to walk up the stairs, not being able to go jogging or, or walking far, having to use a, a, a mobility scooter or a wheelchair, mm. and it's completely changed my life. Okay. So what? So you're you you live in a uh, let me tell me if I got this right. You live in a house that's got stairs, and because of the uh, ME now, you can't use the stairs. I live in a flat, um, and it's a, a first floor flat. Right. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. The stairs. That's all right. Um, they're, they're they're quite steep, and it's 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 just after a while it does get get to you and yeah. And that flat has got a spare room for uh, for your uh, son when he comes to stay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you're you're asking for the council to um, uh, move you to a bungalow or something on a ground floor. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why won't they give you that extra bedroom that you need? Because apparently I'm not his primary carer, but yet my ex is able to move from her house to another house, but she's in the same circumstances. Other than she hasn't got me. Um, and she gets his child benefit. To me, it seems a bit on the sexist side that she can get all the help she can, but yet, for any help for me, I have to fight for it. So what would happen then? The councillor's saying, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put you on the housing list, we'll see what we can do, but you're only going to get one bedroom. What yeah. are they suggesting that you do for the four, four nights and the three nights alternating when um, your son comes to stay? They haven't said anything. Oh. They, they don't. They don't care, basically. But if if I if I move from this property into a one-bedroom house, yeah, I lose my son because he doesn't have a bedroom. Where, where is he supposed to sleep? He can't share the same bedroom as me because neither of us have our own privacy. Then he'd have to. I'd have to make the bedroom part his, uh, the front room. Sorry, part his bedroom, and then you know at night I'll have to go into my own room. I don't uh, know, I suppose that's feasible, but... And there might be some people listening, Matthew, who go, yeah, and... You know, and I'm, 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 I'm trying not to sound critical, but there, there will be some people going, well, that's what we have to do. I, I understand that, but, you know, I, I don't see why it's fair for one yeah. person to have it and another one to not have it. You know, we're both doing the same, the same care for our son, and... I could understand if I didn't have my son as much as I do. You know, it's one night a week that they're stopping me from moving. And I don't think that's really fair. All right, Matthew, listen, stay there. We've got um, uh, Mick Dillon, the Chief Executive of the Disability Resource Centre in Bedfordshire. Morning, Mick. Good morning. Uh, do you, you hear this story a lot? Uh, it's an interesting one, uh, and I just wonder whether the, the, there's a wider picture, because um, obviously recognising different types of disability and invisible disabilities and ME and fibromyalgia, which are invisible disabilities, which can affect someone's ability to do day-to-day -day activities. You know, you've got the new Care Act from April just gone, uh, and what that requires is that social workers should review 
the individual, but also the wider determinants of their family life and the impact of disability. So they need to look at all aspects of someone they're reviewing for social care. So the first thing is about obviously qualifying for social care, which is a, you know, on need, but if not financial, you can be disqualified. But also looking at that, that bigger picture. And I just wonder if the, the local authority here, maybe not social care, but need to get involved and actually look at that holistic approach, because clearly not allowing someone to become or to re, re, remain being a parent is deprivation of liberty, and that's unreasonable. So I think it, it needs the social workers to get involved, and because you've got young people as well, mm. to look at the holistic impact. And the common sense should be that it's got to be two beds. Yeah, but there's common sense and then there's councils. And the two very rarely <laughs> kind of go hand in hand. We've, I'm sure we've all had dealings in, in you know one level or another where... The obvious exactly. human common sense yeah. thing is staring you in the face, and the cat's going, "No, I can't do that." Well, when you and I are sirs and kings, then we'll be able to to change things. <laughs> but to be fair, the law is there from April the first, just gone. Yeah, the the Care Act and how people are assessed for social care. I don't know if you um, is it John, uh, Matthew. Sorry, Matthew, have received yeah. social care yet? It's worth asking um, for a a, a review. I don't even know what it is. Well, if you need any help or, or support around the home or even adaptations around the home. So okay. th from a practical point of view, one option to stay where you are is how your home can become accessible, your flat upstairs can become accessible for you. Right. Uh, and that's a mechanical, practical thing that either does or doesn't normally work if it's a local authority. It's certainly worth speaking to your local authority. So who does it... Because it, it sounds like Matthew's kind of quite new to uh, this world of having a diagnosis. Uh, and, and it is quite a terrifying thing. Uh, you know, when my mum was diagnosed with MS, you've got MS. OK, and then we went home and we, you know, yep. no, no yep. one called us. We didn't know who to talk to. Where where should Matthew go or someone in Matthew's situation well, it's go? Well, go to your local authority. So if it's in Sandy, that's central Bedfordshire, mm. and ask for adult social services uh, over at Chicksands, and, and to be assessed for social care. Uh, I can't say what the outcome will be, and it's on a, you know, a needs-led mm. basis. And then you have a financial test and... All of those things are changing in the next 12 months as well. But it's to get into the system, if I call it that for a second. Obviously, if you're a tenant of the local authority, uh, that's a housing aspect. But this is social care and how you function, Matt, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, with your condition, which can fluctuate. And, mm. you know, when we talk about assessments, you look at the, you know... You've got to be honest and you've got to say how it affects you and what you can and can't do. And with very diverse conditions, you know, no two days will be the same necessarily for you. Uh, no. And that's difficulty, but what you need to do is get some dialogue going with social services. Then they should look under the CARE Act with these new assessments, you know, in the wider determinants, the wider impact. So your condition affects other people who, yeah. you know, you have a relationship with, uh, but also how that impacts on your relationship with them. You've mm. got to look at it both ways, and that's the new bit. I would imagine, Matthew, this is, uh, you know, is, is, is quite an anxious time with all of this going on. It just seems like I'm fighting on every front. Every front, uh, I've got doctors that are saying I've got they've got a magic crystal ball that says I'm going to be fit in two weeks. All right, yeah, that's good of them, isn't it? Um, you know, I'm not. I don't want my disability to define me. I want to, you know, get settled and then start building my life again. Yeah. And, and it's it that just, it's, it is that thing when you get I've seen it happen so many times to friends and relatives when you get a diagnosis you've got the disappointing news you know of oh I've got this this and this wrong with me uh, and then life just seems to get harder as you you're constantly battling people. Uh, it, it, it does. 
Matthew, listen, you, you, we've got to move on. You've heard what Mick has said. Mick, is it all right if, I, if we kind of put you two in touch? Yeah, by all means, I'll okay. get the team to have a word in. Yeah. All right, brilliant. We'll, 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 brilliant. we'll put you in touch, Matthew. It'll be great to speak to you again uh, at some point and, and hopefully hear that this has taken a positive turn. Hopefully. I wish you the very best of luck, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Thank you very much. Thank you, Matthew. Oh, dearie, dearie, mate. He just wants to be with his kid, you know. There's a bloke there who wants to do the right thing by his boy. Just to get on. And we should be encouraging that. There are so many dads and mums, you know, that are chances and don't want anything to do with it. He wants to be there and be a dad, and uh, it's being made difficult for him. Well, let's see if common sense can prevail for once. Mick, always good to see you. Uh, please try not to damage the doors as you as you go out. I know well, again, you're not the again. best driver in one of those things. Is that why you're moving? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not telling you where we're going either. Uh, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking very busy on the M40 into London between Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross Roundabout. It's also slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound is busy just before the M25 at South Mims. In Watford on Chalk Hill, that's very slow around the bushy arches. And the A1 is slow southbound from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. No major delays reported on the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Calls for the closure of the Arleswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. Hundreds of people demonstrated over the weekend. Buckinghamshire MP is warning that ministers could step down over the UK's membership of the European Union. The Prime Minister says he expects his cabinet to support any deal he makes or resign. And a man who's admitted to a murder in Hertfordshire last summer is due to be sentenced today. The woman he killed in Bishop Stortford had taken out a restraining order against him. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Lewis Hamilton returned to winning ways with victory in the Canadian Grand Prix. The Stevenage driver finished ahead of Mercedes teammate Nico Rosberg and extended his championship lead to 17 points. I've never really felt too much under pressure, but Nico was quick, um, but I felt like I always had it under control. I had a bit of time in, in my pocket to be able to put it out when I needed to, so um, it was never too serious. But it was a great race. I don't know how it was to watch, but it felt like it was intense. Watford are to add an extra 700 seats at their Vicarage Road ground ahead of the new Premier League season. The new seats will be at the front of the new Sir Elton John stand. It means the stadium capacity will be just over 21,000. The Hornets have also increased the length and width of the pitch to meet Premier League requirements. The England manager Roy Hodgson says he'll persist with Liverpool winger Raheem Sterling, despite admitting that his contract situation at Anfield has affected his international form. Hodgson was speaking after his side's goalless draw with the Republic of Ireland in Dublin when Sterling was booed throughout. I trust Sterling. He's done some fantastic things for us and, you know, today maybe he didn't hit those heights, but um, we've got a long way to go and it'll take a lot before I and the English national team lose faith in Raheem Sterling. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford won the long jump at the Diamond League Athletics in Birmingham with a season-best leap of 8.35 metres. But fellow Olympic champion Mo Farah withdrew from the meeting, saying he was emotionally and physically drained by the allegations his coach Alberto Salazar has been involved in doping. Paula Radcliffe felt he should have been there. Everybody understands that he's emotionally and physically drained. He has to be after everything he's gone through. So he wouldn't have run at his best. But he could have run or he could have even just come and just watched and just... 
walked around and just been here to um, to yeah to, to show to the, the fans here the people who came to watch him yes I'm here and Stan Vavrinka won the French Open tennis beating world number one Novak Djokovic in four sets BBC Three Counties News and Sport the next full bulletin is at nine Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Morning, Assad. Good morning, sir. What would you like to say? Just first of all, I'm extremely sorry to hear about this gentleman having MS. But the reality. It's a- ME. He's got. He's got ME. ME. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Emmy, yeah. Uh, the reality on the ground. I, uh, I've got three daughters, and you know, uh, I work and my missus work, and uh, my eldest is uh, 23. But we cannot buy another house or upgrade, so my eldest daughter is living with the youngest one in the same room. She's 15, the youngest one. Oh blimey! My middle daughter is. Uh, she's got mental health problems. She's 19. And we cannot motivate her to go and look for work. And she, you know, she's not claiming any benefit or anything like that, staying with us in the same house. So this is the reality on the ground. Uh, I'm sure there are many parents who are in the same kind of boat. I'm saying that we cannot upgrade. But on the other hand, if you are a council parent, you get uh, a bigger house and, uh, you know, you've been accommodated and all the kinds. So I feel that getting a mortgage is a waste of time for me. Right. Uh, so what, know, what are you saying? Are you saying that the gentleman we spoke to... No, uh, it, no, no. Well, hang no, on, no, I, you don't no. know what I'm going to say. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not... No. Uh, this is not from a negative connotation. But what, so, so what are you saying I, then, Assad? The, what I'm saying is that we as well need, it, need to be helped, the people in this kind of situation. OK, yeah. if, uh, like, in reality, the government doesn't have the money. No. Yeah? We are the ones who are paying the, 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 the taxes. Yeah, you and me and everybody else, yeah? yeah. So, but the thing is this... We cannot accommodate everybody's needs, yeah? I'm saying the housing stock is short as it is. We, we hear on the radio, you come on the radio every day and say the same thing, you know, we haven't got the stock, we haven't same got the thing. money and all this every stuff. Day, yeah. and on the other hand, we are trying to, uh, you know, I'm saying like these kind of stories are everywhere. Everybody needs bigger houses, everybody needs a bungalow, I'm saying. Surely there are loads of people who need bungalows and things like that, but we don't have enough bungalows. Yeah. Right. I'm confused. So, Asad, are you? I'm confused. Are you saying I'm picking up one of two things? Let me finish, and then you can tell me which one of these two things, or maybe something else. Are you saying that the government need to build more houses, or are you saying that you and everyone else in that situation just needs to lump it? We have to lump it, unfortunately, because we cannot expect in reality to go, for the government to build that many houses to accommodate every single person's need in the whole of the country. You know, this is the reality of life. So everyone sh- in, who's struggling a bit, like you are, like Matthew is, should just put up with it and... and... We should put up with it. I'm saying there's no point complaining. Otherwise, just, you know, like I am thinking that I need to just work hard and... Uh, my daughter, she's a pharmacist. Hopefully, oh, uh, bit of money. Qualified, and uh, you know, when you know, just get, you know, go to a bigger, you know, estate, save some more money and buy a bigger house. Or uh, in Matthew's case, you know, just put up for it for the time being. And uh, you know, when the government, his case has already been highlighted. Yeah. But there's no need to uh, uh, fast track a particular case. Because uh, of any particular reason. Well, but, the, but, but, but there should be, shouldn't there? Well, maybe not. 
Uh, if that person has a disability, which uh, uh, affects why they can't live in a particular house or a particular property? The reality of life is that there are many people who are in the same kind of situation. As I said, my daughter has got a disability. She's got mental health problems. But we, she, hasn't, she cannot be motivated to go to work. She, uh, I'm sorry, long story, but she cannot be motivated even to go to the benefit centre to claim her benefit. No. So it's not the end of the world. We're just saying, okay, that's not a problem. We are not putting you under any kind of pressure. I'm working, my missus is working. We can, you know, just right. let's just, you know, get on with it. All right, Asad, I appreciate your call. Thank you. 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, dear. Right, the concrete cows have returned to their home in Milton Keynes after a <clears throat> world tour. Bryony Fox is head of community engagement at the Parks Trust in Milton Keynes. A world tour, Bryony. Where, have the, where exactly have these cows been? Hi. Yeah, well, the cows have been to Venice. Um, they had a few months over in Venice, and then they've just come back from London. So they've not exactly had a world oh, tour. Oh, hang on. Venice and uh, London's not a world tour. I thought it was going to yeah, be like Japan and New York and things. More of a European tour. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than the holidays I'm getting at the moment. Uh, why? Yeah. Why, why, why did they go to uh, um, uh, Venice? Well, the British Council had asked whether or not we would be prepared to allow them to go to an exhibition that they were putting on as part of the Venice Biennale um, to showcase sort of contemporary British architecture and um, and town planning. And obviously, you know, the concrete cows are an iconic sort of fixture of Milton Keynes as a new city and a design city. So, you know, it was it was it was absolutely obvious that they should be included as part of the exhibition and we agreed that they could go. Uh, how um, uh, how were they... Uh, were they packed in, like, giant crates or something with loads of bubble wrap? I'm just imagining the scene... If I get yeah. a box from Amazon or something and I open it up and the tiny little um, uh, foam balls that come out, was it, was it hundreds and thousands of them? No, no, it was a specialist art... Um, transportation company that came along and picked them up from, um, we, we took them out of the field at uh, Bancroft and then took them to our depot and they came and packaged them all up and had special equipment for lifting them and, and then transporting them. So, uh, yeah, it was quite actually a, quite an interesting process to watch, really. Okay. And we treated the, them very gently. Good. Treat, treat the cows uh, kindly and gently. Uh, uh, they're back. Did it cost me any money, Bryony? Didn't cost anybody beautiful, a thing. So the British beautiful. Council paid for for the transportation of of the cows and obviously their insurance and everything, just because you have to have travel insurance even if you're a cow, and um, and yeah, no, it didn't cost anybody anything. So, Bryony, Bryony, stay there one second. I want to bring a dissenter into this, Glenn. Yeah. Okay. What's, your, what's your beef with the cows, Glenn? Well, I was in Milton Keynes last week, and they're in exactly the same position as what they were eight months ago, and they're the ones by the tree near Debenhams. Bryony, what the hell is going on here? Well, they're, they're, they're a different set of cows. So the original cows are the ones that are in Debenhams, and the ones at Bancroft are um, a replica set. So the originals ah. are quite delicate, you see. So, um, oh, hang on, we, so we sent the fake cows to, to Venice? Well, they're still, they were still created by the same artists. They're just constructed slightly differently. Uh, uh, Bryony, this, this could be an international scandal. All the Venusians, I don't know what they're called over there, they'll be, they'll be outraged when they find out. Well, it's no secret that there's two oh, okay. sets of no. cows. <laughs> You're right. All right. Well, Glenn, does that does that put your mind at ease? Yeah, that's fine. There we go, Glenn. Uh, Bryony, <laughs> listen. Thank you very much. It's always good to have you on. 
All right, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Con- what do you call? What, what are they called? Not Venusians. V- Venetians. <laughs> those, those, those are the blinds. Hey! Is that where they come from? Venetian blinds from Venice. Yeah, they got lots of canals in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kelly, uh, good to have you back, by the way. Hello, yeah. You can't say... Canel. Canel. Ca- you got to be so Canel. careful. Canel. You know, you, uh, you've got to be... OK, we're good. it's a dangerous game to play, and someone will complain. Probably Steve Boopy. Someone will complain. Uh, 08459 455 555. Before the end of the show, unfortunately, contractually, we're obliged to bring you Matt Lockwood talking about Sir Lenny Henry. I know. They were, we've not this morning. We've got 20 minutes to go. Can anybody come up with a, a person worthy of being Sir? Sir David Beckham? I don't think so. Sir Elton John? Sir Tim Rice? What's Tim Rice ever done? He wrote the music, or did he write the words, to Circle of Life? He wrote the words to the Circle of Life. I mean, really? That guy? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If uh, you want to give us a call, you'll be more than welcome to. There's a great thing in the... the, 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 I mean, the mail really has gone nuts today. It's gone nuts. It's printed a picture of a headless horse. It's not headless. And then you go, I mean... Flipping heck. Page 45... It sounds balmy, but more and more couples are turning to astrologers as marriage counsellors. And it may actually work. No, it won't. The headline is, could astrology save your marriage? No, it won't. And then, (laughs) because astrology, as we all know, is guff and nonsense. Mm, well, uh, the the uh, um, relationship of uh, Venus to Uranus indicates that you're going to... Oh, for goodness sake. And then it's got, like, you have these little bubbles in stories, little highlighted bit, interesting little snippets of information, right? The little bubble, the highlighted snippet of information. Secret weapon. Adolf Hitler consulted an astrologer through World War II. Well, I mean, that worked for him, didn't it? After seven years... Adam Pament started to feel his relationship with his partner, Karina Bowen, was on the brink of collapse. The seven-year itch, classic. The domestic grind, quah, and the fact that the romance had ebbed away, making them feel more like housemates than lovers, meant his eye had started to wander. You know what you need to do then? It's a trip to Anne Summers. By his own admission, uh, yeah. by his own admission, he'd considered an affair, and the couple were having fierce rows as they grew further apart. But rather than try counselling, as thousands of couples do each year, Adam took a less conventional route. Instead, he gave the dates, times, and places of both his own and Karina's birth to a psychological astrologer who specialises in relationship and who promised to cut to the core of their problems by consulting their star charts. Can you believe this, Andrew? Let's try that again. Can you believe this, Andy? Yes. Can you? Yes. Really? Yes. It's um, local and vocal. Adam, from Denham in Bugs, said... Although I told Karina I was going, I initially went to the consultation on my own to see what the future held up for us. 
He went to see a blooming astrologer. He might as well go and see, um, what do they call He might as well just uh, toss the rune stones in the air. The rune stones! Well, this, this attempt at a spontaneous conversation is struggling, Andy, so what would you like to say? <laughs> I have to agree with that, but that's not why I phoned. Why did you phone, mate? I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Because you made one of your very, very controversial statements again this morning. Now, which bit was that? It wasn't um, about me saying that all Polish immigrants should be sent back home with a flea in their ear, was it? <laughs> no. OK. It, it was about Tim Rice. Oh, yeah, that muppet. Go on. What do you mean, whatever has he done? What's, what has Tim life. Rice ever done for us? Circle of Life is one of the best songs ever. You're joking, aren't you, mate? I'm not joking. Have you been to see The Lion King? No, I've not. And I'll tell you why I've not been to see The Lion King. Because I looked well, at tickets... I looked at tickets for The Lion King. Yeah. yeah. Guess how much tickets for The Lion King are? Yes, quite a lot. It's 79 quid! Oh, I didn't, I didn't pay that much. 79 quid?! No, 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 no. For The yeah. Lion King? You're having a laugh, aren't yeah. you? You can get good tickets for about 50 pounds. Tell me where! Well, I got them. I got. I went. I've been to see it three times. Flipping it, you must be a millionaire. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he wrote these. He wrote these words, did he? Right. Yeah. Here we go. Hang on. He got a knighthood for this rubbish. Gonna take a ride in the circle of life. The day. We are utterly rubbish. It's a great song. Play it in full. No, not, not a chance, mate. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's busy southbound from the M1 Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise is very busy between the Junction 20 for the A41 at Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. In Spellbrook, in both directions on the A1184, that's looking very slow between Spellbrook and Edinburgh Way at the Harlow Mill roundabout. And in Enfield, the A10 is slow southbound from Bullsmore Lane to Southbury Road. On the train departure rods, there are still 10-minute delays for Virgin Trains West Coast between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction because of speed restrictions this morning. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. £79 for tic- a ticket to the Lion King. How much is it for the three-year-old? Oh, that'd be £79, sir. £79 for a ticket for a three-year-old to see a show that they won't remember? I don't think so. 8.47, it's Monday the 8th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. David Cameron has suggested that ministers who can't sign up to any deal, any deal he makes about Britain's future relationship with the European Union <coughs> will have to resign. And a man who's admitted to a murder in Hertfordshire last summer is due to be sentenced today. A woman killed in Bishop Stortford had taken a restraining order out against him. Coming up... It's Matt Lockwood. Before that, here's the weather with Sarah. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's been a pretty chilly start this morning across the three counties, but with uh, some good spells of sunshine, temperatures have done quite nicely in the last little while. They've been rising up into double figures once more. We're looking at a dry and uh, bright morning. Some good spells of sunshine through this morning. A bit, bit of cloud to bubble up this afternoon and the risk of a few showers by the end of the afternoon into the evening, just coming in on the uh, northeasterly winds. Before that, highs of 17 or 18 Celsius. That shower risk really doesn't last for long. Those showers drift off towards the south in the evening. And then tonight, another chilly night. Temperatures tomorrow are going to struggle. 13 or 14 Celsius with a northeasterly wind at best, but dry with good spells of sunshine. And the sun will still be strong, uh, so watch out for that, even though it will be on the chilly side. Temperatures recover on Wednesday, 17 or 18 degrees, 19 or 20 degrees for Thursday, but later on in the day on Thursday into Friday, we've got some rain to come in pretty unsettled end to the week Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game there's no cost to spending um, 10 minutes looking at all this stuff Three mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned Uh, this weekend they're walking 100 kilometres We've done lots of training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours Nick Coffer Is that a maze in front of your house? It's called a parterre It's a parterre is it? (laughs) I planted it myself with 540 plants so I know it's a parterre Award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas's autobiography. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear. And that will be an inherently painful process. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so look, I'm going to, I'm on the Lion King um, page, right? So we're going to go, let's go for the 19th of July, the 2.30 matinee, all right, Matt? I have seen that, that, that musical. Sorry? I've seen that musical. Well, Okay, um, right. So we're going to go to the best mm-hmm. seats available. Right, seventy-five pounds twenty. Is that in the stalls? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Seventy-five pounds twenty. Oh no! Hang on. There's even more expensive seats. Uh, flip it! Eh? £125 or £99.70. You're having a laugh. How much for a three-year-old? It's the same price Scandalous. for the Lion King. Scandalous. That is outrageous. That is outrageous. When I last went to the theatre, it was £65 for the top ticket, so they've gone up there by about, what, under a tenner? The thing is, right... Sorry? Under a tenner. Under a tenner? What does that mean? So it was £65, they've gone up to £125. No, you were saying... Oh, right, you were saying £75. Anyway... That's a rip-off, right? And also, if you go into the audience... I'm going to sound a bit like Nick Ferrari here, or Nigel Farage. You go into the audience of The Lion King, not one... Hardly any English voices there. It's a, no, that's not racist. It's not racist. Stick with me. I know what I'm doing. I've only ever... I don't, I don't think I've ever had an Ofcom upheld against me. I've had to pay a fine, but that was something different. That was out of court settlement. But, be, um, because it's a tourist trap. It's a tour, mm. tourist. They go, oh, we, we are going to London. We must do London thing. We pay a lot of money to go see show that we could see on DVD for £5 or download illegally. I imagine it's I'm quite not saying popular. what accent that was, because that would get me in trouble. Popular with tourists, that one. It's a tourist yes. trap. Yes, I mean, it's a very broad appeal, hasn't it? But guys, it? I'm British. Mm. It's my West End. I don't want to spoil it for you, but actually, the whole... Don't, th- don't, don't tell me... If he tells me what happens, I'm going to punch him, OK, guys? I'm just saying, is it worth it? Because... 
Well, it, 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 exactly. Is it worth it? No, is it worth it? I, I want to. I want to spill, tell you the news so that you don't maybe. Don't t- don't tell me what happens at the end, mate. No, it's a, it's what happens at the beginning, which is the best bit. And the rest of it is kind of a letdown. Oh, they walk through the audience. They walk through the audience, you know. They look, you know, the the men in dressed like elephants and monkeys and all that kind of thing. And And then the rest of it, it it does actually, yeah. How much would it cost just to see that bit? Because I could, I could take the boys out after that. Here we go. Seventy-five quid. We arrive on the planet and blinking step in to the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's building up. Is, is this in it? Is this song in it? Is this in it? No, I don't think so. No. No. Oh. No, that's not in it. No. Well, that's a shame. I tell you what is in it, and you can join me with this one, yeah. guys. All together now. Hakuna Matata For the rest of your Hakuna days Hakuna Matata For the rest of your Hakuna days Hakuna Matata For the rest of your days For the rest of your days So they want to make Lenny Henry Lenny Lenny Len Lenny Lenny Len And why not? If they made Sir Elton John a knight Why not Lenny Henry? He is a comic genius Oh, Really? He is a, a, a cultural icon. He's, he has okay. had a presence on TV for the past, is it, 30 years? He, you know, he's funny. Yes. And the people of Luton have been rejoicing at this joyous news. Yes. I've been speaking to them. All right. Have a listen to this. He's just taking control, it's isn't he? It's a joyous day. It's not a bad day, but... It's very joyous. The reports that Lenny Henry is to be made a sir, to be knighted. I don't know what you what you're talking to me. I'm guessing by the expression on your face this morning that you are a massive Lenny Henry fan. <laughs> Used to be. Used to don't, be. Don't see much of him these What days. did he do wrong? Well, nothing. He's done nothing. I work nights and he's on telly at night. I've known him for years. Well, not known him personally, but known some of his jokes for years. Tell me a funny Lenny Henry joke. Oh, I've just finished a 14-hour night shift, mate. I'm <laughs> Are you familiar with the genius that is Lenny Henry? Yes. Just uh, have a look at this. You don't know who that is? No. You have no idea who this man is? Good evening, live at the Apollo! You have no idea who that is? No. It's Lenny Henry, man. Uh, it's one of the most recognisable faces in the country. Uh, some, some people do work hard and they do a lot. So, yeah, why not? It's a recognition for the hard work and the good stuff that he's done. Yeah, why not? Let's sing. Yeah. Lenny Henry, Lenny Henry. Say after me. Lenny Henry, Lenny Henry. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Are you a fan of Lenny Henry? Henry's all right. He's going to be made a sir. Huh? He's going to be made a sir, Sir Lenny Henry. Yeah? Lucky him. Lucky him. Yeah? Can't even make me a miss. Can you make you a miss? Misses. Misses? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to marry Lenny Henry? Anyone. I don't marry anyone. <laughs> I don't get it. She says, can he make me a missus? And then she says, I don't want to marry anyone. And then she snorts at the end. Did you get um, permission to use that clip of Live at the Apollo? Oh. Ah. That's a clearance uh, issue. Oh. That, clear that, that, Ben. Too late. Clear that, Ben. They are very protective of the output of Live at the... That's a £150 fine. I'm not paying it. Is it really? Yes. 
Oh, well, but I, I, all, Eddie, all Eddie Henry does is he goes, whatever I got. Good evening, everybody. Love the Apollo. I'm Lenny Henry. How's your missus? Oh, mate, that's unfair. <laughs> why, would, why would you heckle him with that? He's just got divorced. Oh, has he? Has he? I didn't know. Yeah, oh. from Dawn French. Oh. That's a bit. That's a that's a tough heckle, mate. Oh. That's a tough heckle. Has he not found anybody else? I hope so. I do as well. Lenny Henry, I hope you found somebody else who will make you very happy in life because Out you are a, a of man of that brings great joy away. to millions of people across the Please, United Kingdom and mic- across the world. Your microphone's you off. You are a comic genius. Lenny You're an Henry. absolute plump. Outrageous, huh? Anyway, so this bloke, from, yeah, cast back tomorrow, sing hosannas. Uh, so this bloke who's from uh, Denham in Bucks, beds, hards and bugs, uh, is gone to an astrologer to sort out his love life. What happened? Has it worked? Keep our fingers crossed. The counsellor drew up our charts and looked at the interplay between them. Already, I sniff, <laughs> bullshine. As soon as they were explained to me, I could see how our personalities were interacting. can we not stay on for another half an hour and analyze this i discovered karina and i both have a lot of leo in key areas which means neither of us like to admit we're wrong when i understood that about karina i stopped trying to force her to back down there was another astrological aspect which explained my restlessness Learning about myself and Karina saved our relationship. Flipping heck. I mean, really, you would have to be absolutely nuts to want and go and do this. Oh, and then the article goes on to talk about people. And then right at the very end, remember, we've talked about Adam Pament and Karina Bowen, right? Right at the very end... Some names have been changed. Yeah, of course they have, because no-one wants to be associated with this complete and utter drivel. Let me just test something. Sammy? Yes? Do you believe in astrology? You can't just put me on the spot like that. Well, it's a yes-no question. I think that, like, you know, you're going to... Whatever I say, you're just going to turn it against me. I'm not. If you say no, you don't believe in it, I'm <laughs> going to applaud you. But I know that you do believe in it. I don't... No. I just think it's interesting because... It's, it's, it's interesting. Thank, yeah, OK. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's really busy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And on the M40 into London, it's slow from Junction... 5 at Stoke and Church to 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabouts. On the M11 there's been an accident northbound between Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford and that's making it really slow and in Spellbrook on both directions on the A1184 it's really busy between Spellbrook and Edinburgh Way at the Harlow Mill roundabouts. Out of Watford and Chalk Hill is looking really slow at the Bushy Arches and Virgin Trains West Coast still have 10 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Watford Junction and that's because of speed restrictions. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counts. Sammy, thank you. Here's hoping Uranus is fine and well and your Venus is rising over whatever it's supposed to do. Ollie, Ben, thank you very much. Lockers, cheers, my dears. I'll be back tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. 
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock, and on the big phone-in today, is it a waste of time trying to stop people using their mobile behind the wheel? The government say they'll double the fine for using your mobile phone behind the wheel from £100 to £200. Ministers argue the current fine isn't large enough to deter people from breaking the law. It's estimated that drivers who use their phones whilst driving are two or three times more likely to crash. But despite the fine going from £60 to £100, people are still talking, texting and using social media whilst they're driving every single day. So this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Is it a waste of time trying to stop people using their mobile behind the wheel? Pick up the phone, come on and tell me your thoughts. Share your experience on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Bedford MP backs Yarlswood protest, Buckinghamshire MP's EU warning and cars to be recovered at Milton Keynes showroom. BBC Three Counties Radio. Calls for the closure of the Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire have increased after the largest ever protest to be staged there. Hundreds of people demonstrated over the weekend outside the centre. Bedford MP Richard Fuller was among them. The effort now, building on what we did on the weekend at Yarlswood, is to take the whole policy of immigration detention into Parliament so that MPs of all parties can debate and respond to a widening and growing movement amongst the community. People say, this is not what we want in our country. There are better ways to handle people and better ways to maintain our, our sense of justice. A Buckinghamshire MP is warning that ministers could step down over the UK's membership of the European Union. The Prime Minister says he expects his cabinet to support any deal he makes or resign. Wickham MP Steve Baker co-chairs a group of more than 50 Conservative MPs which would campaign for Britain to leave the EU if a reform deal can't be agreed. If we don't get a sovereign parliament, I would be quite surprised if one or two don't resign, but that really is a matter for them. 